listeners, and welcome to a special Halloween episode. Spooky Halloween. Yeah. You may have hit play expecting to hear an episode of Whiskey with Witcher, but this week, Halloween week, we are doing something a little bit different. Welcome to Whiskey with Wednesday. So guys, we just want to do something a little bit different and fun for Halloween, and um, we've had episodes like this before. Yeah, Tim's getting his revenge, because <laughs> I made him watch the first season of Bridgerton, yeah. so now I'm watching the first season of Wednesday. Um, basically what it means is this is, um, we're, you know, we're discussing a whole series, but it's one that I had seen, Valerie hadn't. We both had to binge it, though, in mm-hmm. a week <laughs> to, get, to get this all done. Um, just for me, it was re-watching, and Valerie and producer Sean are entirely new to this mm-hmm. one. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, um, so yes, but this is our, our Halloween episode. We are going to be talking about dark, morbid, creepy things. And for once, we're not talking about producer Sean's house. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is pretty dark and morbid and creepy It's very right decked now. out for Halloween, guys. Yeah, it's very yeah. atmospheric. <laughs> no, it, Flattery it kind of, will get you nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is the perfect sort of ambiance. Um, we'll have to take some pictures and, and, and post it to accompany this episode. Um, but... Yeah. So you ready to you ready to get into it? I am. This? And just to clarify, yeah, we're gonna talk about the whole season. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, spoilers. Yeah. So many spoilers. Yeah. All of the spoilers. We're gonna spoil the shit out of yeah, this. Yeah. We assume you've seen it. And I can't think of I, I you know, it feels like Wednesday would be very happy with like <laughs> us like ruining the ending of her show. Um but no, I hopefully you've seen it. We do like suggest watching it. Um, unless you've decided you absolutely are not going to watch it, but you want to hear us talk about it anyhow, then I guess, hey, you only live once, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into it, Tim, mm-hmm. it's time for the most important question of this special Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. What are we drinking? Well, Valerie, to paraphrase a different show that features our phlegmatically faced protagonist, Tonight's Halloween-themed episode is creepy and it's kooky. It's altogether ooky. So I thought we'd better pair it with a whiskey that's a little creepy and kooky itself, Smoke Wagon Straight Bourbon. Now, I realize that name isn't likely to send a chill down anyone's spine, so let me explain my reasoning here. The bottle we have with us tonight isn't the usual Smoke Wagon bottle, which typically has a black label that features the image of the Nevada state flower, the Desert Sage. This is their special 2023 Halloween edition of their straight bourbon, which features the far spookier image of two ravens perched on a skull that's flanked by a graveyard and about 20 hovering bats. All your typical Halloween iconography is there, including a decrepit tree, a jack-o'-lantern, and a screeching black cat. It's pretty creepy, but kooky? You bet it is when you realize that the whole thing also glows in the dark. But while the label is undeniably cool, what will we think of the whiskey within? Will it have us snapping our fingers? Twice, of course. Or will it leave us screaming in torment like someone on the attacking end of a hide? Let's find out. (laughs) Well, Cheers. cheers, Tim. And yes, we will be doing a whiskey segment, listeners. We'll decide the best time to inject that. Maybe... Maybe like kind of at the halfway point. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but this is this is interesting. I don't really remember how we did this when we did um, our Bridgerton episode. I assume we'll just kind of just go through it quickly, like not dive into the level that we do episode by episode, but kind of touch on 
on different aspects of it. Um, and my first thing for you, I guess it's just a question for you, um, which is how familiar are you with the Adams family? And do you consider yourself a fan? I guess this is a question for both of you. Um, I had seen the two movies from the 90s and liked both of them. Um, I think I'd probably seen, was there a cartoon, Sean, like in the 90s or I something? Don't I, don't I seem to recall one. a cartoon of some kind. Not that I recall, hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. So I'd seen like, I've seen a couple episodes of the show and stuff, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I don't dislike it, but I wasn't like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see more of this. Like I wasn't following, you know the culture and history of the Adams family. So you, you saw the movies, did you just like kind of watch them once and that was it? Or I were these I've probably ones? seen them like once or twice, yeah. Be- because like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, Sean, why don't you answer the question then I'll answer it for myself. Yeah, for me it was entirely the uh, the Barry Sonnenfeld films from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one of which I revisited right before watching the series Wednesday and I had forgotten just how just fabulous and charming and pitch perfect uh, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh that movie just like five stars uh <laughs> love love loved revisiting that it was great yeah um i um i that's a thing like i think the two fil- well especially the first film more so than adam's family values um but the first adam's family movie was i think very much a defining movie for me when i was young like it came out at the perfect time i think i was like in middle school or mm-hmm. something like that and um and i remember like everyone was talking about it when it was coming up like before it had come out and then we we all went to go see it and i'm pretty sure is one i saw opening night in those sort of early days of starting to be able to see movies with friends rather than having you know your parents take you to all of them like that's kind of the age i was at the question though is uh did you at that age watch the MC Hammer music video that went along? With <laughs> I um I am certain that I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am going to interrupt and say the internet has told me that yes, there was an Adams Family TV series cartoon from 1992 to 1993. Well, that was not a defining <laughs> <work of laughs> entertainment in my life because I don't even remember it. Well, that's interesting that you did. Mm. So I got one more question before we get into this, which um was. How, how familiar were either of you with Jenna Ortega before? Um, not at all before. I had heard of her in this role. I yeah. had seen there was some controversy with an interview she had done after the show came out, and I mm. had seen that. Um, Sean, like, I'm curious if you were familiar with her because she's uh, definitely done horror movies. So. Yeah, she was. I knew that she's actually still haven't seen uh, seen Scream Five or Six. Mm. Uh, I knew she was in those though. Yeah, uh, and I knew that she was in this, and uh, I. Th- think this is the first time i've like really seen her or anything going through wednesday was it, wasn't she also in that movie x oh yeah i didn't like that movie as much as i was told i should so <laughs> i haven't I seen it about so. that. that's interesting though. yeah she's good in it okay i just forgot it was her yeah well see that's interesting you say that sean um because i had i have seen the two um new scream movies scream five came out before wednesday scream six came out after wednesday and I had completely forgotten her character in Scream 5 when I saw Wednesday. And so, like, it was suddenly then when I saw Scream 6, I'm like, oh, 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 she was a sister. Okay. Um, so, um, so you know, she didn't 
didn't stand out to me before Wednesday, but now she definitely does. So that's where I'm at now with Jenna Ortega. So should we get into, yeah. into Wednesday? Um, first episode is called Wednesday's Child is Full of Woe. I didn't know that that's where the name came from. Is which... it where the name comes from for real? Or because I mean, I know the I poem, but I wasn't sure if they just I used mean, that for the It's possible it's just the for the show. show, but it certainly makes sense because yeah. it was always a strange yeah. name for her um you know all the others have like kind of weird yeah you know sort of spooky names morticia and, yeah you know pugsley and you know uncle uncle fester you yeah. know and then it's just wednesday especially <laughs> since wednesday the day of the week is named after a mythical figure yeah yeah so that i don't know if that's what um charles adams who created the adams family if that's what he was thinking of but it makes sense. I do um, appreciate that he just slapped his name on it. Yeah. He was like, Charles Adams, Adams family. <laughs> so um, so I'm going to start with like, you know, one of the big questions, um, which will be a, a, a topic of contention probably between <laughs> us and probably between um, our listeners who are fans of the show uh, as well. What do you think of um, the, you know, Morticia and Gomez? Um, I think they're know. too old. I like Catherine. I like both those actors. One of my complaints about this series is all the adult characters are supposed to be kind of contemporaries of each other, and mm. they have wildly vacillating age differences. Hmm. And it's like they were supposed to be high schoolers in the 90s, and now it's, you know, they should be around their 50s, I would say, but there's just like such major age differences <laughs> between everybody that's playing a grown up that's from this same generation that it was, it was fine, you know, yeah. it worked fine, but I definitely was like, yeah. I don't they, know. They seem a little old to have a kid who's like 16. Well, all right. So um, Morticia is played by Catherine mm -hmm. Zeta Jones. Gomez is played by Luis Guzman. Mm -hmm. I don't know what their ages it's Guzman, are. Guzman, but yeah. Guzman? Okay. I could be wrong about that, but you're I probably think it's right. Guzman, right? Yeah. Let's go with Guzman. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Um, but I don't know their their actual ages. Um, I mean, I got to think Catherine Zeta-Jones is at least in her 50s at this point. Um, so you're right. They're a little on the older side. I just don't think they're very... Um, they don't have the charisma and personality yeah. that I'm used to with um, Raul Julia and um, who's who is Morticia um, Angelica <laughs> Angelica Houston. Houston yeah. Thank you. Yeah, like they, you know, like Raul um, Raul Julia yeah. was just so. Like yeah. I said, when I talk about defining, he was just so yeah. charismatic and yeah. uh, you know. fifty six and sixty seven. To which, answer your question, which one's sixty seven? Uh, Luis is sixty seven. Whoa, I didn't think yeah. he was. That'll, all right, you're right. Yeah. That is a fairly old, yeah. um, you know, like he is fairly old to be playing that role. Um, he doesn't look it. I'll yeah. say that. But I'm not I really saying he looks young, they, but he doesn't look They leaned that into old. the fact that there's a Latino, you know, that yeah. Gomez Adams is Latino, you know. Yeah, no, cool. the Adams family yeah. is Latino in, yeah. um, in, in Wednesday, which yeah. I thought was, was pretty cool. Um, I just don't, yeah, the age is one thing. I just don't think... Um, they quite have the personality, especially, I don't know what Catherine Zeta-Jones is doing, but she just seems so quiet and yeah. monotonous to me and not in the way that Wednesday can kind of be kind of monotonous right. and, but still has like, you know, you get what she's saying or you yeah. get the, the kind of the intent beneath it. Um, like, yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones just kind of plays it that way. And I'm surprised, which surprises me because it's the one thing that 
for me, the one thing about the show that does not work at all, but like people love them in the role, oh, really? especially her. Yeah, like I one mean, she's of, beautiful. Like one, she looks like Morticia. When you yeah. go, if you go online and start looking for like all the like looking up the stuff and speculation and what people want for season two, like across the board, they want more of the family. Yeah, they want more of Morticia and Gomez, especially Morticia. And I, I, I don't understand that. Like tipping my hat a little bit to the end because I think you know yeah. it will end with like thoughts for what we want for season two. But I don't. That's what I don't want. I don't want that to become like an Adams Family show. Yeah, you know? the the flashbacks took place in like the ni- mid nineties, right? Yeah. So yeah, they sh- there should be the characters are supposed to be like in their mid forties, and it just I had a hard time buying. Any well, of them is mid forties. See, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but I agree with you. Yeah, they don't. That doesn't seem like. That doesn't seem like. Now that you say that, <laughs> and now that you, you know, we found their ages. That yeah. does seem like an odd choice to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you on them. Just like not having anywhere near the chemistry that yeah. Raul Julia and Angelica Houston did. Uh, like I said before, I rewatched the first one uh, to kind of, you know, get me warmed up for Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and that's like the worst thing I could have done for my <laughs> watching of Wednesday, because, uh-huh. especially because like that is, as I said, my one reference point for the Adams family mm-hmm. and kind of like everything I had to go off in terms of like what I was hoping for Wednesday to deliver. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just not interested in or it's interested in the wrong parts of like what that movie is bringing to an audience in terms of like what television is delivering yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean it's certainly you don't want to i don't think you you definitely don't want to compare those two um sets of characters um i don't know i think i do think jenna ortega can go toe-to-toe with christina ricci's wednesday even though Mm -hmm. christina ricci is great i'm not saying i think necessarily jenna ortega is better i just think you know um you can kind of you know pick your preference between the two whereas i don't know how anyone could prefer you know the other family members yeah. and, and wednesday they just don't they seem like kind of shallower copies mm-hmm. to me yeah agreed yeah um but um but yeah so we start off at like a regular high school and then we quickly transition to this nevermore academy which is the setting of you know pretty much most of the show um valerie what would you go want to go to nevermore <laughs> um i don't know Yes and no. It looks cool. Um, I definitely had some reser- not reservations, but like I when I found out that that was kind of the plot, like, oh, it's a supernatural high school. I was a little like, yeah, I've seen this before. This has been done. Like Vampire Academy recently did it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, the spinoff, the spinoff of the Vampire Diaries, spinoff of the originals that I don't remember the name of. That was in a magical school with like vampires and werewolves and shit, too. So I I did feel like it was a little bit like done you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's like something i've seen done before in stories and quite recently so yeah. i was a little lukewarm on the concept of this academy where all these outcasts go and also like going on a tangent the fact that outcasts are apparently a thing that exists and everybody knows about it like mm-hmm. that was a little weird to me too like every supernatural stuff is real and people I mean, are cool I, with to it me, to yeah me that does that seems like you know, Harry Potter changed the rules, you know, like, um, like the supernatural and the, the real, the real world can like coexist. Oh yeah. Not that. Just, I mean, within the realm of the story, it's Uh like, oh yeah, everybody's supernatural and here's a school of supernatural people and the town's people all seem to know about the supernatural people. And there's a hand that walks around and nobody freaks out except for that one person for two seconds, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 
I don't know. I think I think it fits within it in a way that you know yeah. is pretty clear cut. Like this is the, you know they establish those rules early on, and yeah. I don't think they're hard to get your head around. Um, you know, it's just a world where where kind of supernatural characters exist, and there's just no sort of mystery about it. Yeah, and that's okay. Uh, I don't think they kind of sold us on that world after introducing the idea, though, mm-hmm. as well as they could have. Um, you know, especially every time they try to talk about the relationship between the school and the town, we're like, the town is dependent on the school for, you know, income, but, you know, nobody in the town likes the outcasts, but we only ever meet like four people in the town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, the town's not, to me, not the interesting part of the, the story. Like, you know, the, the. The, the interesting part is the school. Um, and I, but I'll admit like Valerie, I, my first reaction was the same yeah. as yours because I kind of liked Wednesday at the regular school yeah. and I'm like, Oh, you know, like this oddball in among all these other, like, what's that like, what's that dynamic like? And then you, you know, quickly move it to where it's just all these other sort of, you know, um, exotic, like kind of, um, quirky, you know, diverse, distinct characters. And it, you know, she doesn't quite stand out yeah. as much there. And also, but, why didn't they send her there from the get-go? Like, why is she at public high school? Like, why, you know, why wasn't that the first of yeah. the eight schools she got kicked yeah. out of? <laughs> I love that it was Nancy Reagan High School, though. That, that cracked me yeah, up. Yeah, that was, that was good. I'll give them that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, yeah. I'm going to assume Wednesday didn't want to go, you yeah. know? Like, they don't, you're right, they don't explain that. Maybe yeah. they should have, but... I'm just going to assume, you know, she didn't want to go there when she was being forced there. And I'm just going to yeah. assume after all the kick, like, all right, well, you're finally going, you're, you know, <laughs> I don't want to hear anything else out of you. You're going to Nevermore, yeah. you know? And so that was kind of, would, would be kind of my assumption there. But like, I mean, the big one, what do you think of Enid? <laughs> Enid's fun. She's adorable. Yeah. Like how bubbly. She's very bubblegum. Yeah. She is. And yeah. what, what I think like makes her work yeah. is, um, you know, her dynamic with Wednesday, yeah. because at first I'm just like, oh, my God, she's going to she's cute, but she's going to like cute. And like like you said, yeah. sort of bubbly, you know, young girl yeah. way. But I'm like, but she's going to get really, really grating. But I feel like they balance each other yeah. out well together. Um, whereas so like, you know, tipping my hat a bit where that's like my favorite aspect of the show is a dynamic between these two very different characters. I think that she works the best of it being a show that i don't think needed to be eight episodes long um i feel like it could have not done it in six tops and it would have been tighter and and better but i think enid's storyline with wednesday was the one thing that was like really well paced over the course of the eight episodes Mm -hmm. uh like the push and pull that they have with one another um it's always fun to watch Mm -hmm. and you know her gradually like really enjoying pulling you know trying to pull wednesday out of her shell and like feeling betrayed when you know wednesday says we're having a girl's night out and it's really part of her investigation yeah. and then yeah. moving out and then you know getting her to hug at the end um that was uh, that was one thing that i think that they did pretty well as far as you know stretching that story out yeah well the last question i had down for um for episode one, you know, Valerie, what are your thoughts on Wednesday's cello version of Painted Black? (laughs) 
So I was watching it. Um, I first of all, I love covers. I love Painted yeah. Black. I thought it was a badass version of Painted Black. It was yeah. awesome. I was as some. I don't play the cello, but I do play the guitar. As someone who plays a string instrument, as soon as they did the close up on her hand, I was like, "Oh, there's no way she's playing that cello. That's somebody else playing that cello because her fingernails were too long." <laughs> and they give her shorter nails, which is great. Like I appreciated that she did have shorter nails, and yeah. that they're at least trying to pretend like she was somebody who played the cello. But yeah, just looking at her hand on the neck, I was like, oh, nope, those nails are too long. There's no way that I, I looked it up and she did take some lessons just so she would know like how to hold it and everything. Mm -hmm. And the, but yeah, I was I, she was fine. It was fine. It was a nice moment with the character. But it did take me out as soon as I saw her hand. And I'm like, nope, you can't hold down the strings with those. <laughs> Need that manicure a little shorter, girl. Yeah, that's 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 fair. But I do like that this Wednesday plays the cello, you know, <laughs> um, and I think like that that sequence was when I decided I yeah. was kind of um, into the show. It's fun. It is something agreeing with Sean that like, if you were to cut it down, I don't think it's really adds that much other than a bitch and soundtrack. Uh -huh. But yeah, it was I mean, a... I think you need a bitch and soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't lose that. You wouldn't lose that? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah as we talk, up. as we talk about, yeah. um, about, you know, like, the songs in yeah. The Witcher, and I've been making my way, as you know, we talked off mic, I've been making my way through One Piece. Like, yeah. you kind of need a bitchin' soundtrack. No, the soundtrack on Wednesday is really good. But yeah. no, I like the, I love the version of it. The cello version of Painted Black was really badass. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. just as a, as someone who plays a string instrument, it was like, oh, she's not playing that string. <laughs> That's somebody else doing that. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, episode two is called Woe is the Loneliest Number. All the episodes have this word woe in it, which, you know, is their kind of conceit. I hated that. That you hated I that? I really hated that. Oh, that they I had woe. That. I thought it was just shoehorned in there. It did not work for me. I liked it in the first one because it makes sense because uh -oh. that's what the actual, you know, rhyme is. Yeah. But I hated that they shoehorned it in. It uh, was just, ugh. Oh, I didn't mind that at all. It bugged me so much. If they had done a better job, I, I could be on board with it. I don't hate it on principle, but yeah, yeah those, those were not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, as if, like, our episode titles are, like, much better. Come on, guys. We're not shoehorning in, like, one word every single time. Oh, we, we are definitely shoehorning in <laughs> whiskey words and drinking words. And sometimes it works better than others. Um, and I can fully take credit for yeah. that because I'm the one who comes up with those goddamn titles most of the most of the time sometimes yeah. you have the can ones I, you come up we, with are good can we go back actually i just want to talk about a few other things in episode one that i wrote down okay that i liked uh speaking of the music when she was first at her typewriter and there's music playing in the background i don't know if you noticed it's la llorona mm -hmm. uh, which is uh yeah is it mexican or is it just uh I think central it's american yeah, mexican mexican, mexican yeah. ghost story so mm -hmm. i thought that was just a cool spooky touch in the background You've yeah got la llorona playing and uh, we meet some other characters, um, including her psychiatrist, Yeah. who, I'm going to be real, took me a while to remember her name, even <laughs> though her first name is, is my yeah. first name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it um, took me a sec doctor... to realize she wasn't the waitress from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. It is weird. Little, I thought yeah. I recognized her from somewhere. Okay, but I looked, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I looked up the actor, and I'm like, I'm like, I... I've not seen anything. Ricky Lindholm, she she's in with Kate McCucci and Garfunkel and Oates. I've met her. She's very oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I met both of them. They were lovely. All right. But, all right. Woe is the loneliest number. I like the title conceit. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one, but I'm fine with that. Did um, you notice that all the title credits had little drawings mm -hmm. that corresponded to something that was in the episode? Yeah. So, yeah, well, mm -hmm. that one had the canoe. The first one, I don't know if I wrote down what was on the first one, but yeah, the second one had a canoe. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, we were talking about other characters. Um, 
you got to talk about Gwendolyn Christie as Principal Weems. She's kind of one of the more better known performers in Gwendolyn this. Christie, who's in her mid forties, <laughs> not fifty seven or whatever, sixty two or whatever the ages were. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say they look a little younger than their ages, but not it. Not mm-hmm. yeah, Gwendolyn Christie looks younger than than the two of them. Um, but it's kind of hard to like gauge because Gwendolyn Christie towers over everyone. She's so tall. <laughs> I don't know how tall she actually is, do you? I can look it up. I would say at least six one. <laughs> I think at least, yeah. Yeah. You told me she's like six four or something. I mean, I don't know. She just towers over everyone. It uh, is the first thing that comes up when you Google her. Six three. Six three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think she's maybe I don't know, maybe she's not wearing shoes, but she's got like, heels on. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say it looks like she you know I love it when tall women have heels on, like Elizabeth DeBecky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let them be tall. <laughs> I no, I I love Gwendolyn Christie. Um, you know, I think she's great in this role considering the role's not the not the like it's funny. You can't say it's not flashy when you got Gwendolyn Christie yeah. in it, but like, you know, it's not like the most likable role. Yeah, she's there to be an antagonist. Yeah. Um, but she, she's, she, like her, I think her scenes with um, Jenna Ortega, like they, they are good at kind of antagonizing each other. And, um, and she does just kind of chew scenery a little bit mm-hmm. just with her expressions. Um, um, Gwendolyn Christie that like, yeah, I, I like her in, in this role. Um, but I, you know, yeah. I mean, your thoughts like, <laughs> yeah, she's great. I, I liked her a lot. I really want to talk about this is kind of a parallel tangent, but like mm-hmm. the set design, mm-hmm. first yeah. of all, that giant Medusa fireplace in yeah. her office is awesome. I love that. <laughs> and then I don't know if you noticed this, but I really noticed this in this episode. Um, Dr. Kimball, the psychologist, Mm-hmm. Everything in her office, uh, with the exception of the plants, is beige, off-white, or some sort of like top taupe. Is that how you pronounce it? Taupe uh, color. Yeah. Every even the clothes she wears, like every single thing in the psychologist's office, is this bland, boring, nothing color. Yeah. And I thought that was such a brilliant bit of set design. They never call attention to it. No character has some line about it. It was just uh-huh. like a really cool mm. design choice that they made that I liked quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. Talking about um, about stuff that you know you you like, um, I became aware of it in this episode, so I sort of wrote it down here. But then I just with each episode afterwards, um, I just kept going back to it. Which is, I mean, I think Jenna Ortega is just amazing at sort of subtle, mm-hmm. you know, like effective, like acting. Like she, she, you know, she keeps her expression expressionless, but just through her eyes and just like these sort of micro movements of micro expressions, you get what she's thinking or what she's feeling or, you know, um, context plays a a role as well, but it's just, it's there on her face too, but it's so sort of subtle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she is very young like that, you know, that's, that's a pretty, not everyone could have done that performance. Like, um, I think, you know, Christina Ricci was able to do it at a young age, but I think because she's playing Wednesday at a younger age, mm-hmm. she didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't quite as demanding on, you know, oh, you, you have to feel sadness or you have to, yeah. feel, you know, um, it, it was more just, she was there to deliver the deadpan morbid lines, but here, um, it's required of the role. And I think Jenna Ortega does a really good job with it. Yeah. And that definitely comes into play into later episodes, which skipping way ahead, but like the movie where she's watching the movie with yeah. the boy and she has all those funny like reactions. Like that was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, I, you know, I, it wasn't, I, I guess I just was more focused on the story when I saw this the first time I wasn't focused on kind of the performances. Um, but you know, I kept going back to that. Like these are, 
you know, she's she's they're dealing with sort of kind of emotional yeah. issues in a lot of these sort of subplots with these other characters. And um, and yet she's not able to show emotion. So she has to kind of express it through other means. And it's it's a bit of a, a challenge, um, especially when you got, you know, I mean, I imagine a fun challenge, but especially when you got Enid like with like all of her energy yeah. and all of her spread and everything over the top, you know, and that's who she's sharing so many of her yeah. scenes with. Um, it's a good contrast between the two. It, ma- it makes for a fun contrast. But if she didn't have that ability, I think her performance would come across to me um, the way Catherine Zeta-Jones's does, yeah. where it's just kind of there. Yeah, you know? a little flat. Uh, yeah, flat. Yeah, Wednesday's doing like, you can have you can do 20% with your eyes and nothing with the rest of your face, <laughs> and you still get everything you need from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um by the way, Enid um, is played by Emma Myers. We should call that out. Cause I like her deal. I like that she's a werewolf, but she's not like she, for whatever reason, hasn't wolfed out yet. Yeah. And it's this point of contention between her and her family. Yeah. And she's kind of treated as like a bit of a pariah <laughs> in the werewolf community because of it. And yeah. I thought that was an interesting element that they put in there. <laughs> but she's so colorful. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like she showers in rainbows every day or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, you know, like if, if, if Skittles is ever looking for a Halloween mascot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they have it. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, uh, like we we are we kind of get to know a little bit more of other characters in this episode. I mean, we were introduced to a, some of them before, um, but you know, we have the the two guys. Um, we have um, Tyler, who's the one who is a nor- well, he's a normie. Um, you know, at least. As far as we know at this point. Um, He's played by uh, Hunter Duhan. Yeah, and he works at the coffee shop in town. And um, and then we have Xavier Thorpe. Um, he's Percy Hines White. Is Who I had it. seen in The Gifted mm-hmm. back when he was a teenager. So oh. I'm like, oh, look at you all grown up. <laughs> hey there. Um, so I'm just going to say. He's still this, playing a teenager. <laughs> and this has nothing to do. Well, he, he can pull it off. He has a moody, artsy teen. He's in his young now. 20s now. But yeah, I remember yeah. when he was in The Gifted, he was actually a proper teenager. So um, I'm just going to say this has nothing to do yeah. with how things work out in the show. Um, I am. Um, I was I was always Team, team Xavier from Were the very you? start. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm like, come on, artsy, like, you know, artsy emo boy, the artsy emo boy who like clearly like just wants to, yeah. you know, um, like he, he just kind of does nothing but like, you know, be friendly towards her, you know, and not that Tyler isn't friendly, but he just kind of has more of that country, yeah. like, oh, shucks sort of thing. And, you know, I don't know. His dad's a cop. So I like instantly don't trust him. <laughs> so, um, yep. Yeah. But I mean, I guess as someone who also, you know, works with artists, knows artists, like, yeah. I'm going to gravitate to the artist. The tortured artist. Yeah, the tortured yeah. artist. Um, and he's like into her dark vibe. Yeah. Tyler's like, oh, I guess this is kind of different and interesting. Yeah. But well, like, wonder... Xavier's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, let's do that. This is skipping way ahead to the end, but like, is Tyler actually interested in her at all? I mean, that's a fair. Or was it a, pl- a ploy from the beginning? You know, that's a fair question. I mean, yeah. it does. It does seem like it was maybe a ploy. Yeah. Um, but um, but like you know, at this point, like like I said, I decided like at this yeah. point of these two guys, I'm like, oh no, you got you're you're going for the wrong one Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought, you know, and I know they're setting Xavier up like he's the right. one they're supposed to. Be like, oh, it's him. He's the he's yeah. the monster. That's the thing. We didn't talk about the monster. So the main yeah. plot of this is um 
is there's a monster killing um, people around town. Um, and it's a very Tim Burton-esque monster. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like something from, you know, Beetlejuice or something like that to me. Um, which, you know, it's, so it's not exactly scary. Like big but buggy eyes and yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. exactly scary looking, but it is violent. Yeah. It, when it kills someone, it tears them all apart, so. And might look a lot like one of the characters we're not supposed to I think know. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it looked like him? I was kind of looking to see, like, hmm, does it look like anybody? It do- it kind of does once it, you know who yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Once you, of all of them, it does kind of look the most like him. But I think because early on you don't, like, you don't exactly know what the deal is with the monster. Like, you, you know, you assume someone's controlling it, someone's behind it, um, someone could be it. But you didn't know that, that I don't think I was trying to compare him to yeah. characters at this point. Um I was just thinking like, oh, that's kind of a cool Tim Burton-esque monster. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be more of them, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the first time I saw it, you know, at this point now I, I kind of I kind of knew all of it. So it's interesting sort of seeing how things fit together when you look back on it. Um, but yeah, so there. Th- that's why Wednesday decides to stay. Um, there's that. There's also this sort of drawing that was done by... Um, by this one character who doesn't last very long, Rowan. He's one of the early victims of the monster. Mm -hmm. His mother, who was a a seer of some sort, draws a scene of um, supposedly Wednesday destroying um, Nevermore. And so, like, Wednesday wants to to clear her name. She kind of gets a sense she's maybe not there to destroy it, but to save it. Um, And that's what the drawing is. And then also, yeah, you have this monster killing piece. So there's a lot lot of mysteries. And this version of Wednesday is also a mystery writer. So it intrigues her. See, what's interesting to me, and, you know, I think this, maybe this will be something that becomes clear, like the more and more we're talking about this is like the mysteries were great. They were good. They were, they were like fun sort of like, you know, backdrop to this. And I like, I personally like the idea. All right. So Sean, I, you and I have one disagreement, I think about the, uh, the original Adams family, you know, very, very Sonnenfeld Adams family movie, which is, I love the movie. Um, I love the characters and the scenarios. I never liked the plot. I thought it was kind of a silly plot. And I thought that about both the Adams family movies, like that was the weak part to me. Um, so I'm glad they, they, tried to do a different sort of story with Wednesday. We could all obviously all disagree on whether it worked or not, but the fact that they went like the mystery route, I thought was, I, I preferred it. Um, because I, you know, you're either, you could do horror, you could do, you know, um, you could do a sitcom, like, like they've done different things, but I don't think like, you know, the, the nineties movies ever quite figured out, you know, exactly what sort of story they wanted to tell. And um, at least the first one. And so, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I liked that. But what was interesting to me about the show was not the mystery. That was secondary. It was the relationships between these characters and Wednesday, um, like, like slowly to re- slowly coming to realize she needs people. And to me, that's that's what um, it was her her journey that kept me interested in watching and invested um, as well as like 
you know, the usual stuff of what's going to happen between her and Enid? <laughs> like, who, which guy is she going to choose? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for that as much as anyone is. I would so. agree with you on that. Like, I, the moments that I really enjoyed and that I cheered for were the moments of growth where her character, like, learns. And, yeah. You know, later in the season where she, like, relies on people. And yeah. People has, te- exactly. you know, team ups with people and actually bringing people in was really yeah. nice. No, exactly. It's like, oh, you learned. You yeah. grew. It's not just the same shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's, that's, exactly the same for me um but one character she seems to take to early on is eugene who was introduced in the second episode oh yeah what do you what do you you think of this little guy he's fun Uh, yeah (laughs) he is a little he's he's he is a little endearing i don't know we never really get his power like does he control the bees at the end i don't know it seems like Like, yeah yeah it's funny because you know they they do say and and they, yeah. they do give themselves a little wiggle room where yeah. Enid says at the beginning, most people can fit into these four groups, but she doesn't say everyone. Yeah. But you got like, you know, these four sort of cliques of yeah. people. But then you have, yeah, these just kind of ones who aren't any of those things like Weems, who granted she's a teacher, but yeah. that she's a shapeshifter. She's not a werewolf, a vampire yeah. or a siren um or a, a gorgon, <laughs> gorgon like yeah, yeah. Um, well neither is morticia or wednesday for that matter no no yeah. and then um or, or xavier right yeah yeah or yeah. Xavier. Yeah. there's like psych- you think you would have psychics as another yeah segment of that yeah, yeah. no no he's not one of them and His then roommate, i don't yeah, yeah i think eugene isn't either so um so you know you do have characters that fit outside they also those random guys with no face you yeah know, I don't know who they were supposed to be but like slenderman i don't know yeah <laughs> um but um but you know i like i like eugene he's a little yeah. awkward and cringe at times i like that but... though i like the high school aspect of, even though it's a high school of outcasts you still have outcasts within the outcasts, outcasts yeah. like the social structure is still there and, i like that you say clique i say click but yeah the... <laughs> and well also the the there's something enduring about just like his 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 like you know what is it like um um like the high it was a hive yeah. rules that he yeah. talks about or a high you know hive sticks together or something yeah, like hive, that uh, yeah. like and then um yeah and then hummers stick together and just like he um he you know he's he like kind of sticks to that even when it's putting his life at risk yeah. um and um and i don't know i thought yeah something about him that's pretty endearing even though he's also he can be a little cringy like you know that scene where he's gorging on fudge later on i'm like oh, <laughs> no <laughs> um I will say episode two has one of my favorite sequences in the the show, though, which is the Poe cup, cup. Yeah. Um, like, I just thought that was just, like, fun start to finish from, like, the idea that every every team has to be based on a Edgar Allan Poe short story. Um, I would have liked to have seen a few more teams. That's the I'm going to be real with you. I did not pick up on that at all. Really? Yeah. Oh, so they... every every team is based on a short story. And yeah. They're cats or whatever. They were the, they were the black cat. Yeah. The okay. black cat. Um, you had the the um the ones who were i guess it was the sirens were all golden those were the gold bug or yeah i don't know any the of these bug. stories sorry. you had the the ones with the big the big um scythes or axes was from the pit and the pendulum okay. and then the that jesters were from the mask of the red death yeah. so sean you had to get that right? <laughs> I did. sorry yeah. to this man i do not know this man um, <laughs> <laughs> um no i i only read a few in high school i read like pit, pit and the pendulum and i read uh Cask of Amontillado yeah. and um, Annabelle Lee and yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. that was about it. <laughs> I did the purloined letter also, right? Oh, yeah. and Telltale Heart. Yeah. yeah, Telltale Heart. Um, yeah, I know some of them would be hard to make themes out of, like the the Pit and the Pendulum. They barely. Yeah. I only. I think I figured that out because it says it on the side of the canoe, and you can yeah. kind of get a quick glimpse of it. 
Um, but um, but yeah, yeah I there totally will be missed that. Teams. Totally did not pick up on that at all. <laughs> on my watch. Oh, yeah. and just to backtrack, Eugene and I apologize if I'm getting this wrong. Is played by Musa Mustafa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, but what's interesting about the Poe Cup is like we talked about it. You know, you start off, and obviously at this point, Wednesday. Um, while she's not into doing the Poe Cup, she does it to basically show up yeah. Bianca um, and the sirens. But she, um, she's, um, you know, at this point, she's friendly with Enid, and that's a, and then Eugene, yeah. but Eugene's not part of this, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of rivals with all these other characters. Um, and you know, and it's typical sort of high school, like, you know, yeah. like they're trying to sabotage each other. There's no rule. All, anything goes in this, this yeah. race. <laughs> May the best cheater win. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> and, um, and, and yet, you know, by the end of the, the film, like, you know, a lot of these characters have become friends. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, you know, I didn't really see it going that route to that extent. Like yeah. I thought, you know, Bianca is always going to be the, the... It was a really welcome change. And Bianca, by the way, is played by Joy Sunday, who yeah. I think has the best name out of all of the actors yeah. of the show. That's a great name. I love... <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about Bianca. Yeah. I loved her look. Um, yeah. I'm curious what you thought of her contacts. I thought they were okay. Yeah. Like they were a little weird, but that was okay for the character. Because she's yeah. supposed to look, they're not she, supposed they're, to look oh, human. Yeah. yeah, they're supposed to look more They're fishy. Unworldly. They're supposed to look fishy. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. But no, I really liked, I've seen this happening in media in the past like six, seven years, and it's been a really welcome change for me. Like I think of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and how that kind of kicked off the trend where you have these female characters who are, antagonist antagonist to the main female character yet through the storytelling they're not just left in that antagonist role and they get to have their own agency and growth and character moments like in crazy ex-girlfriend it happens with um valencia and that was the first time i had really ever seen like oh my god this character isn't just like the bitch you know (laughs) the bitch rival or whatever she actually has her own stuff going on and we get to see her grow and develop and you get that with bianca too and that was really exciting to me to see her she's starting out as this rival but then she actually has like a personality and her own stuff and her own issues and she kind of by the end of it becomes a if not friend like equal to Wednesday in a way, which is really nice. Yeah, I I like that too. Um, and a variation on of it, although sometimes they yeah. they go hand in hand. And I think you know you, you see that too is like kind of when yeah you have a villain yeah. who um who then gradually you know becomes yeah. more heroic or joins with you know like it no longer ends up like yeah. staying the adversary. I think it it hits the same it does it hits way, the yeah. same sort of buttons for me as like an enemies to lovers yeah. trope. You know, it's just this redemption of yeah. like the this this character who um you know prior to that seemed very shallow or very yeah and it's just nice because like a lot of in the past female characters do tend to get written very one note in Mm -hmm. like in you know 10 years ago that's all bianca would be yeah and that's an that's one where i will say the show helps foster that because i feel like if this was a movie you maybe could have condensed this whole story Mm -hmm. into like a two hour two and a half hour blockbuster movie if you wanted to do that um and you could have cut some things down streamlined things but i think one thing that would be sacrificed would probably be that like if they had bianca in it she'd probably stay the you know the the you know kind of snotty girl at school and um and the rival to wednesday and enid and like you know and 
you, you know, maybe she redeems her at the very end. She would, you know, do something heroic, but not enough to really redeem, yeah. you know, and that would be it. Like, but here, you know, you do kind of get to know her and you do. That's why I say, you know, as these episodes go on, you kind of get to know these characters more. Yeah. Um, though at this point, episode two, she's not quite there right. yet. You're still thinking of her in those terms of as being a, being a rival. Um, but, but with that, did you have more about episode uh, two? Just that Wednesday, um, she has psychic abilities, which we haven't really talked about all yeah. that much. And she gets to this crypt and then has like a vision mm-hmm. of, um, was that Goody at that point? Her yeah. ancestor? So, yeah. Who, um, I'm going to admit took me way too long to realize she was also played by Jenna Ortega. Ortega. I know. I it's so different it of a I'm look. Like, Is it the same girl? Uh, I think it's the same girl, but gun to my head, I'm not a hundred percent sure it's yeah. the same girl. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same girl. <laughs> no, she looks she looks so different. Yeah. Um as far as I know, now Wednesday having visions is uh um an aspect to her character that's unique just to the show. I mm. don't she didn't have that in the films, right? I don't remember I don't that. Think more Not in the films, psychic yeah. in the movies either. Yeah, yeah. And I certainly yeah. can't think that was something from the the the, the classic sitcom show. So that, I think it's yeah, unique in the to films this. it's more just like, oh, they're weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. you know. It's yeah. not as like supernatural, even though thing is a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. What do you think? We, we haven't talked, talked about, about thing. thing. Yeah. I liked thing. So I know thing he grows on me by, a lot. Yeah. Thing is played by um, Victor Dorbantu. Who deserves is, an Emmy nomination. Yeah. Who is a magician. Oh. Okay. So that's his. So that he's very sense. good with his hands. Yeah. He knows how to do all sorts of crazy shit with his hands. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great job, and I was looking at some behind the scenes stuff. And when they could, they did it all practically. So it's like him with a green stocking on yeah. his hand behind her and they'd build a hole in the floor so he could get down where he needed to be to do the stuff and yeah. then once in a great while she's holding like a little black ball or something that they use for yeah. cgi but yeah most of the time it's actually like him behind her awkwardly in some way with like a stocking on his wrist and that, and yeah, yeah. And, and and to sean's point like yeah it it's like it's like a great yeah. hand performance yeah he does because a really it's like, good job you know at the time like yeah. there are times where she's like threatening him or yeah. you know thing and like it looks he looks scared or times can when, you get an emmy for being a hand yeah. like, or times when like you know he's yeah. angry and you, you could tell he's just like yeah. like you know given given Give wednesday the, the attitude yeah. you know the cold shoulder and i noticed there was some finger spelling going on too which i was thought it? was cool yeah. there was a little bit of sign language yeah that'd be the cold knuckle i think the cold knuckles, that would, <laughs> <laughs> um um, what I find yeah. great about Thing, though, is like, you know, and, and you're right, this, this does kind of go into what you were saying. You you meant it as a criticism, but yeah. I don't know. I, fa- I found it amusing. The fact that, like, Thing is this creepy fucking, yeah. like, stitched together hand, hand yeah. you know? It's not even, even the Thing in the, the, um, the 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 90s movies was a still the same thing yeah. like this hand but it, w- it looked like a normal hand. This yeah, is like Frankenstein, like you know, yeah. reanimator hand. Um, yet, like, it seems like everyone just once they they, they cool see him, it. they're cool with him. And like the fact that Enid and like Thing are like, you know, BFFs. like yeah. yeah. And like give each other yeah. like, you know, manicures and yeah. I just find hilarious. I gotta talk about I gotta nitpick about Enid's manicures, by the way. <laughs> so when she like has the claws, mm-hmm. the nail polish extends. Yeah. And I'm looking at that like how? <laughs> Because when you paint your nails, it only goes to the cuticle. So right. is she wolfing out and then painting her nails so that the whole nail is covered and then retracting the Maybe. nails back into her hands? So now I she's mean, got like nail polish nails floating around in her skin somewhere. I, I would posit yes. that the fingernails are not retracting. They are glowing. Yeah, and so. she has super stretchy gels on. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, I mean, the bottom line. I did not spend it, one second thinking about that I just until saw you said it. that. I just was now. like, how does that work? <laughs> I mean, it was cool that she had like the color on the claws. I thought that was fun, but I was just like, how? 
Well, the, the bo- polish wouldn't go that far. Well, the bottom line yeah. is like. It looks better. Like, would you cool, want to yeah. see her with like just like the, the yeah, little, the half, the little yeah. tips? Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't look as good. Yeah. But like these rainbow claws. I know. Just I, did, I did like aesthetically <laughs> like them. But yeah, as somebody who paints my nails all the time, I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah. I've got a lot of nail notes apparently. This, <laughs> this episode. Um, you know, this is um, yeah, like Witcher. It's all about the contacts. This and, it's all about and the manicures. Wednesday, it's all about. I the love manicures. Wednesday's nails. Don't get me wrong; they're just too long <laughs> to play the cello. Um, so episode three, friend or woe. Um, this episode introduces. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> it is great. I will not hear another one. <laughs> this is um, this episode introduces the nightshades. Um, you know, it's amateurs like you who give kidnapping a bad name. Oh yeah, we had the snaps in the previous episode, which I did think yeah. was dorky but cute. Like the two snaps. I'm like, I see what you did there, Adam's family. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, that was one of my favorite of her. her one-liners by the way yeah oh the 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 kidnapping one yeah <laughs> yeah um and um and so yeah so it's yeah. this this kind of secret society um but she finds them pretty easily <laughs> yeah, well, yeah about that so like in the previous episode she's she solves this riddle in the book that i guess it's a statue of poe and she's like it's your greatest riddle and i'm like is it though it seems like as someone who's done almost a hundred escape rooms, I have to tell you, it seems like a pretty easy riddle. <laughs> I know she solves it super, yeah, super fat. quick. But you know, yeah, they introduce nightshades. They don't really play that big of a role, other than that it, I think, becomes a shorthand for the core yeah. kind of extended group. Um, you know, it includes Xavier. It includes um, Bianca. It includes Ajax, who we didn't talk about. He's the the Gorgon who um, Enid has a crush on. I don't quite um, understand the Gorgon whole deal by the way ajax is played by georgie farmer mm-hmm. um, like i don't think you should be able to stone yourself it <laughs> seems like what <laughs> it so does you can never look well, at yourself ever well, without your hat on well in some of the the variations on the you know the yeah. medusa myth that's how he like like some of them yeah, it's she sees like herself in the yeah shield some of them they don't yeah. work they don't end that way but others like yeah she sees herself in the shield and yeah and stuff so it seems like the rawest deal of all the <laughs> supernatural kids well i mean it was a curse yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be a curse so yeah. um yeah it does seem like it would suck to be a gorgon yeah. But I don't know. It kind of works. You know, he has a he has his like little hipster thing with that yeah. beanie that he wears to cover up the the snakes. And, um, you know, and it 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 leads to a little tiny bit of drama when he stones himself and <laughs> doesn't show up when he did what expected him. Um, but um, but yeah, so Nightshade's basically just, I think, becomes a shorthand for yeah. this this tighter group of of core characters um but this episode is mainly about them volunteering at pilgrim world which mm. seems like the worst theme park ever <laughs> um valerie why are pilgrims so fucking creepy like because <laughs> uh, the zealotry <laughs> like the monochromatic palette like like i am honestly and the blankets like, like when we are recording this when we are recording this like yeah. this 2023 this year like it's not out yet but there's a a horror film, Thanksgiving, directed by Eli Roth. Thanksgiving. Um, dropping, uh, yeah, Light it was. Meat, dark meat. Whatever the rest of it is, I don't remember. <laughs> All will be carved. I think that's what it was. <laughs> um, and I am frankly surprised that this film had 
this wasn't this wasn't an idea that didn't come out in like the seventies <laughs> or early eighties because it's just like pilgrims to me are so fucking creepy. Yeah, like, like creepy. why why did it take this long for this movie? But yeah, so Big many hats, zealots, burning witches at the stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> it makes for a really sort of creepy environment. Yeah, and um, while it's I would say it's kind of childishly creepy. This this Joseph Crackstone yeah. who like you know ends up coming back at the end. Like he's not like truly scary. Um, there's just something about like like pilgrims in general that are creepy. Like I would never want to go to that fucking pilgrim <laughs> world place. But um, but they do sell fudge at yeah. pilgrim whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like fudge, but I would not eat as much as um. Yeah. You know, that's that's what the pilgrims are known for. <laughs> I know their fudge. It, it is such kind of, a choice. It is kind of ridiculous, but I could totally see if a place like this existed that that would be something that. Oh they yeah, would everybody do. sells fudge. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Like the number one thing. But they'd be like Cheap famous for their a lot of famous for their fudge. The yeah. oldie fudge. Ye oldie fudge. <laughs> I do like, um, you know, Wednesday speaking German to the oh, yeah. <laughs> tourists and basically, you know, telling them, you know, all the stuff about the actual fudge and actual, yeah. <laughs> I forget what her lines are, but, It's you like know. about the cult, the history of genocide yeah. in America and how, like, we were sweeping it all under the rug, but yeah. here's some fudge or here's something some fudge. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so also this episode, they introduced the book, the, mm. um, the, the, you know, what is it, the you know, with Crackstone's yeah. diary or book or whatever it is, um, which, you know, is basically just a MacGuffin. And, um, I, yeah, I don't have much else to say other than fucking pilgrims are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, if yeah. real world uh, pilgrims weren't creepy enough, in Pilgrim World, uh, Enid and – it was Enid and Ajax, right, who get assigned mm. to the, oh, uh, the roadkill yeah. taxidermy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that place. Yeah. <laughs> they gave them the little brushes to uh, yeah. uh, how to rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That place was kind of, kind of like they never explained this yeah. weird oh, aspect. Here are your, your teasing brushes. <laughs> yeah, it's called Uriah's heap. If uh. <laughs> um, but like the yeah, like uh, originally Wednesday was supposed to be there, and she made um Enid made trade. A trade yeah. yeah, so that Enid could hang out with um Ajax. So um, <laughs> brushing fur, brushing fur. <laughs> <laughs> taxidermied into creepy positions yeah never was into taxidermy guys <laughs> always kind of freaked me out yeah i don't really want a dead thing hanging out in my house all day pictures <laughs> of bad taxidermy are freaking hilarious <laughs> that is true um oh. moving on to episode four whoa what a night well i want two things real well, quick all right to, I'm, oh, I'm just trying like to keep two, us moving but i know i know two quick plot things so you see the slices on xavier's neck and it's like ooh, what's that about and you see the sheriff's kid screaming while he's in the bathtub. Oh, underwater. is that this episode? Mm -hmm. So is this also the one that ends with the the um, chamber version? Nothing else matters. Yeah, that's yeah, so what I said. You need to have a good soundtrack. I for really love that. That yeah. was good. That was when I really enjoyed seeing her play the uh, the cello because it was like while the the statue was exploding, yeah, and everyone yeah. else is running away, and she's <laughs> yeah. just sitting there stone faced, like she's like playing as the Titanic is going down. Yeah, yeah. And it was like one of those. Oh, I forget which classical piece it was, but the one that they always play when the fireworks are going yeah. on, like seventeen seventy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like this sequence with um, nothing else matters. Um, 
because you kind of see like all these sort of darker yeah. secrets that people have. Like, you know, um, Dr. Valerie. Dr. Valerie. I I'm not lying. It took me like four episodes where I went, oh, her name is my name. Never mind. I mean, Kimball is what they call her. Kimbolt, but yeah. Kimbolt, yeah. Or Kim, is it called Kimbolt or Kimbutt? Kimbot. I thought it was Kibbled. It's Kinbot, you're right. Kinbot, Kin Kinbot that's Kinbot. what it was. Oh. Valerie. We all got a drink on there's that one. There's not a lot of Valerie's <laughs> things. So that's you, why I'm calling her you, Dr. Valerie. You think I'd remember, but no, mm. there's not many. I'm also oh. happy to go with Dr. Valerie. Dr. Yeah, Valerie. Dr. Valerie. But like she collects, she collects the creepy taxidermy. She makes um, the creepy taxidermy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, but she also goes to that Uriah's Heat place, I think. To I thought she was selling them there. She's oh, like, is that what it was? Off. She's yeah. selling them there? Oh, okay. All right. Well, she's a, I knew she she frequented it, but I that guess, was a vibe I got, but I could be wrong. No, you might be right. Um, thing is, she goes there, whether yeah. she's selling or buying, you know, kind of mad, like she's into taxidermy. Yeah. Um, secret habit that I don't know about. You're, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. telling me you find it creepy. No. Is that Do like I, a clever one bedroom apartment? I got room for taxidermy shit. I mean, like... I've been to your place, but I've not <laughs> looked in your all your closets, uh. Valor. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so, um. So anything else on episode three? Nope. All right, let's move on to episode. Oh yeah, yeah. We start. We try to move on to episode Sorry, four a while. Sorry, you keep like cutting out things that I think are <laughs> whoa, interesting. Whoa, what a night! Not thinking that's interesting. Um, there's a B on it. There's a B on this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I gotta say, um, I'm Team Xavier. Yeah. Pretty lame job covering for those scratches on his neck, yeah. you know, with his, his, oh, uh, you know. I, My I, painting attacked me, yeah. which is probably what actually happened. Uh, but. Yeah. Well, well, first, yeah. you know, first he, like, was that what it was, like, he says right off yeah. the bat? But it's just the fact that he's covering Oh, no, it. they're not covered at all. Oh, yeah, well, but he's trying yeah. to, like, they're not We're covered. You're a turtleneck, bro. Yeah, he's trying to yeah. make them not noticeable, you know. and like he failed. He needs to know Wednesday would be suspicious yeah. of, of him, considering she's looking for who this yeah. this this murderer is, and he has these big scratches on his neck. Um, uh, before that, though, just some fun with, you know, Wednesday's, you know, being morbid and that being a skill mm -hmm. when uh, she is in the uh, coroner's office oh, yeah. and oh, she yeah. like, puts herself in a cold storage and yeah. he's like, hey, I don't remember bringing you here. And he touches <laughs> her face and he's like, wow, rigor, full, or full rigor. You've been <laughs> yeah. dead a while. Like yeah. somehow she can just do that to herself. And like, all right. Of all the like the weird stuff that they gave, like superpowers yeah. that they gave her in this, I, that's the one that felt the most organic to like, yeah. the Wednesday Adams that's, you know, yeah. I feel like I've known. Yeah, yeah, she likes being there. <laughs> like, you know, was it like, yeah, you said a She's few like, more, I need five more minutes. Five yeah. more minutes. Yeah, I was yeah. just getting comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, no, like I think um one of um one of Xavier's superpowers is not coming up with excuses, <laughs> um, and um also drawing the beast over and over again, dude, is yeah. just pretty sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, In more God. ways than one. Wink. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um. So, um, so yeah, so you got that, you, um, you know, at first, like, um, 
Wednesday finds herself forced into asking Xavier to the dance. And I was, I was all excited the mm. first time I saw it. I was like, oh, she's going to go with Xavier. But, you know, as yeah. we say often, the ship gods <laughs> giveth and they taketh away. Uh, she ends up going with um, Tyler instead. Yeah. Um, although she doesn't originally want to go at all. First, she's not going to go. She's going to go. Right searching for um for the monster with eugene instead and, and that was the, her original plan one of the, the lines that i liked in this was uh, when she's explaining to tyler why he she's gonna she's planning to go with uh you uh sorry xavier mm-hmm. and uh you know he's surprised that she's going at all and she says I asked somebody to the dance as an act of self-preservation, and his response is like, yeah, that's something that happens. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I will say um, um, Tyler does have some good, just yeah. sort of awkward, weird yeah. sort of responses to things, you know, um, with how um, how just out there Wednesday is, yeah. and he's just kind of, you know, always seems to be a little taken aback. You know? <laughs> um, but... Um, but, you know, it is I do think, again, I was struck in this episode with how sweet it is that she genuinely cares for and respects Eugene. Like Eugene yeah. wants to go with Enid and and um, and Wednesday's trying to tell like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen. But, you know, just don't don't put yourself out there just to you yeah. know, get yourself hurt, like in her way. Yeah. And, yeah. and of course, you know like that's not what happens enid goes with um with ajax and no, she doesn't choose oh, no that's right you're right she goes with the um, mayor's son yeah the mayor's son whose name i did not write down his name Sorry, is mayor's son. his name is lucas walker and he's played by iman marson um iman or iman um yeah it's iman is his middle name sky sky oh because then he'd be luke skywalker <laughs> oh, oh! You're talking about oh, the character. The character. Not the actors, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't quite get it at first. Uh, maybe they were going for that, you know? No, it, it, they don't say his middle name. He's just Lucas Walker. You're right. Yeah, that's who he, she wanted to go to AJ, yeah. with Ajax. Ajax stoned himself yeah. the night before when he was supposed, supposed to, to meet, meet her, yeah. and so now, out of to spite him, she invites this this normie kid. Um, who's only going to... Well, he claims he's going with her to like also get back at somebody, right? But, like, yeah. yeah. But, but he's really going because they're, they're going to pull a prank on... Uh, they're going to carry this place up. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, uh, so yeah, so so she, so Enid is um going with Lucas, um, like yeah, originally Wednesday's not going to go, but um, little sly sort of um um manipulation by Thing, and I got I had to appreciate Thing isn't any better at typing one handed than I am. <laughs> you know, I, I I I appreciated that. Um, now here's one thing I'm just gonna go with. But I did have to wonder how did Thing get that dress back to the <laughs> I school? know, just like dragged it down. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just dragging this big dress. You think you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> but um, what do you think of that dress? I like that dress. I thought it was cool. Um, okay, so do you know who Colleen Atwood is? Yeah, I, yeah she, she does a lot of costume design. Yeah, she's, she's a done... famous costume designer. She's won like four Academy Awards. Has been nominated, mm-hmm. I think, for like twelve. Yeah, twelve and she's, times. She's done, and I couldn't tell you which ones, but yeah. I know she's done the costume design for several of DC's shows because I know um, that's how I know her name. But you're right. She's 
She's um, a long, like a very storied, um, very kind of acclaimed and awarded um, costume designer. I would hope you feel better about these costumes. I do. Than... Well, as soon as I saw she did them, I was like, holy shit, they got Colleen Atwood to do yeah. the Wednesday costumes? What the fuck? Yeah. No, she's like a really famous costume designer. She works with Tim Burton a lot. Like mm. she's worked on a lot of his stuff. But I was like, I was like, they got freaking Colleen Atwood to do their costumes? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Are you Colleen Atwood to do Witcher? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this dress because it looks like a dress that it looks really appropriate for yeah. Wednesday. Um, and it is, I, it is attention grabbing too, because like, how do you do that with like a morbid gothy looking yeah. dress? And it's this, it this still this, looks pretty. And looks yeah, cool and, in, yeah. In a dance where like, it's kind of going to be creepy anyhow, yeah. just cause you have all these sort of supernatural monstery type of people there. Like. You know, it's not going to be all glammed up and, yeah. you know, glitzy like you might do a traditional sort of high school prom like thing. Um, I know this isn't prom, but yeah. Amazing. And so um, so it, they manage. Yeah. Colleen Atwood manages to get a design that stands yeah. out. It looks great on Jenna Ortega. I feel um, bad for the shop that it got stolen from, though. Yeah. Poor small town business just trying <laughs> to get by with their taxidermy rats. And like... None of those squares were buying that dress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That dress. You know, yeah. who else would who else would. um Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe Wednesday returned it. You, know? <laughs> you don't know what happened. No, it's covered maybe in blood. Returned it. Oh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Paint, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah probably is unreturnable. <laughs> um, also, Bianca's dress. Yeah, the silver. God yeah. damn. Yeah. <laughs> like her in that, that glittery, silvery yeah. dress with her eye makeup yeah. and those contacts. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like. And like, it had very, like, fish, a fish vibe yeah, to I know. it. Like, scales. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the two standout dresses for me. Yeah. Um, everyone else looks great, but, like, yeah, those ones really stood out. Um, <laughs> one of my another line I like from this is you know um, Enid's when she's describing the dance and she's like um, it's climate crisis meets extinction event but in a fun way yeah <laughs> so um, uh. yeah <laughs> um, but um, but you know this whole sequence um, what do you think of it Valerie it was fun I had heard of the dance before yeah. like I knew she did some funky dance like now she choreographed it. it herself yeah 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 it was fun oh, that's I, cool yeah I, I yeah. liked her weird little dance and I liked how um uh Tyler was just kind of like this is weird okay I'm going with it like, I love fun yeah. I love it like yeah. I would not have expected to see Wednesday yeah. dancing in yeah. the show the first time I saw it yeah. and the fact that she did and yeah. then it's so weird and yeah. it's so but also like kind of fun yeah. you know and they couldn't have picked a better song either like yeah. specifically the cramps version of Goo Goo Muck Goo Goo like, Muck, that was great. yeah <laughs> yeah no it was I thought it was a great sort of moment and sequence um you know and and yeah, my only my only beef is, you know, she's there with Tyler and yeah. not with Xavier. And Xavier is being a little bit of a whiny yeah. brat. You know? Like he's also there with Bianca who looks amazing and yeah. he's always just focused on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, and like basically asks her a fucked up thing and you yeah. know. So um we find out that like the reason they broke up was Bianca at some point used her siren call which can, you know, motivate people to do things. Um you know, on him and, you know, and that was pretty fucked up. So he broke up with her and now he asked her to do it to make him forget yeah. Wednesday. So also kind of fucked up. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, it'd be kind of tough to be a siren in this world, I think. You Not know? as tough as a Gorgon, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I feel like your ability would For be, no face. Your feel I feel like your ability would be problematic and your yeah. the temptation to use it yeah. would be like constantly there. Like that it's would be your very, struggle. Like Umbrella Academy vibes. Yeah. Like, you know, one character who's the secret yeah. I rumor. I heard rumor. a rumor, yeah. Yeah. Allison. No, that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. very similar. You're right. Yeah. Um, and like I thought with that, that's just like a difficult, yeah. path. you know, it's a potentially very problematic power, yeah. um, but also a very powerful power if, yeah. you know, you did want to unleash it. Um, so anyhow, like, yeah, um, so some not so cool stuff between, um, Xavier and Bianca and then not cool stuff with these normies who yeah, show townies. up, yeah, show up and, uh, with, a. A truck full of you think it's blood, but no. then as Wednesday says, they can't even afford real pig's yeah, blood. Paint. Yeah. See, I don't know why, like, you know, the vampires just didn't go for it. Like, I didn't know, just right? turn it into like a blood rave. You know? I know. I, well, yeah, I was also surprised. Like, these are like goth kids. You know, yeah. you would think they'd be like, okay, this is weird, like, but whatever. Like, like, yeah. Right. I would have been, you know, <laughs> like, blood I don't rave. know. Yeah. Like, like, I always felt like the blood rave, rave and blade, like, you know, seemed like yeah. a lot hotter than it like it looked hot but it seemed <laughs> like it would be like like very unpleasant <laughs> but, <laughs> but i could buy that vampires yeah. would be into it they did it in real like secret I know. cinema did it yeah. i know what was the secret cinema did yeah it was I know. secret cinema i'd heard that they had done they had one rave. i assume it was like water with red water but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like that would not be yeah. that would not be that fun honestly no. <laughs> and this like fantasy world where vampires are a lot of these i think they'd just be into it yeah. maybe they'd be disappointed when they found out it's not real blood yeah that's I could what see i was expecting yeah that exactly yeah that's what yeah. i wanted to see yeah but instead they all sort of run away and you know wednesday's yeah. the only one who's just kind of like huh not real blood so yeah and that ends the um the you know the 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 party or the, the raven. dance yeah. the yeah. raven the raven and then yeah like eugene stupidly goes off to investigate by himself uh -huh. eugene rookie mistake no yeah yeah and then gets uh he sees somebody blow up the monster's cave and then no. gets disemboweled by the monster by the monster but yeah. doesn't die doesn't die no he's he's one of the few survivors um before we move on to five sean did you have something you wanted to say about uh that? just that that was my favorite episode oh was uh, it yeah i thought it had the best of everything the show has to offer um wednesday being you know crazy and kooky with uh, you know in, in the drawer at the beginning mysterious and spooky yeah <laughs> not doing kung fu yeah. i don't know why yeah. that's a thing in this show <laughs> um her little you know, love triangle is executed in this yeah. i thought was good and it's like the first hint that tyler is not into her not actually into her but is like you know playing the long game with her because yeah. like you know she just keeps treating him like such shit and yeah just keeps being like a little puppy dog who comes back to get kicked again uh-huh um and the goo goo muck thing like <laughs> I, I would not have expected i was going to be happy to see wednesday dancing i uh, know yeah. that's the thing i wouldn't was, have thought that great. yeah i wouldn't have thought that but they somehow managed to to pull that off um yeah i know this is a really this was a really good episode to um and is also one of my favorites um but before i think we get into the second half of the series let's take a uh, a bit of a pause and discuss this whiskey that we're drinking it glows in the dark it glows in the dark well the whiskey doesn't glow in the dark <laughs> we don't know we <laughs> I, mean, I think that'd be a little that'd be a little much to have whiskey that glows in the dark um i'd be a little worried about you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's going to come out tonight when i after i've drank a bit um but like yeah so um this whiskey like i said it's their normal um um 
straight bourbon. Is that what it is? Like you have the bottle in front it of me. It says yeah, smoke wagon, wagon bourbon. bourbon. Um, and and then it's got Latin on the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> straight bourbon whiskey. Yeah, it's their normal straight bourbon whiskey, which is their. Um, sort of like like starting point whiskey they're kind of um baseline whiskey um but this is has this is a special edition bottle so that's why it looks like it does anyhow um smoke wagon comes to us from the hbc distilling company in las vegas nevada um but valerie it has a tie to los angeles that i think you'll appreciate um the owners of hbc distilling are jonathan hensley and aaron chapenick who were the owners of the Griffin, the now closed gastropub in Las Feliz. Yeah. Now, interesting note, they also opened a Griffin in Las Vegas on Fremont Street, which is still open. Hmm. I didn't know that. I don't know if you did, but I didn't know that. Is that the writer, Jonathan Hensley? Um, Yep. Jonathan Hensley is also a screenwriter and director who has written some pretty well-known action movies, including Die Hard with a Vengeance, Armageddon, and the original Jumanji. So he's one of the two owners of this distilling company, um, hmm. which is interesting because when you look them up, you look up this distilling company, he's there. Like, it's not like they're hiding that he's one of the owners, but they don't really lean into that. You know, um, they're not using that as part of their their marketing. Um, H- HBC Distilling may be located in Nevada and may use Nevada imagery all over their bottles. At least they're normal bottles. <laughs> uh, but they don't actually distill their whiskey there. Rather, Smoke Wagon is a sourced bourbon, or what whiskey professionals and enthusiasts call an MGP bourbon. Um, MGP stands for Midwest Grain Product. Mm. Um, Sean, are you familiar with that term? I have heard it before, yes. Yeah. Um, just a bit about this practice. Um, while purists may turn up their noses at it, it's not uncommon, and there are some good whiskeys that are basically MGP bourbon. However, there are a lot of variations within this world, and not as much oversight as perhaps there should be. Some source bourbons are whiskeys distilled by larger distilleries for smaller whiskey companies to their exact specifications, while others are simple bulk distilled whiskeys that the purchaser just adds their label to and sets the price. Obviously, the former feels like a better intention product than the latter. Now, I believe HBC distilling contracts with the MGP distillers, which would put them more in the former camp. Their whiskey has become quite popular and is often hard to find. Their straight bourbon, what we're drinking, is a 2020 San Francisco World Spirits Competition double gold winner, while their small batch bourbon has won the San Francisco World Spirits Competition gold in 2016, 2017, 2019, and 2021. They also make rye whiskeys, including a bottled and bond and a malted rye, similar to what we drank last week. Um, As for what a smoke wagon is, it's Old West slang for the 1873 Colt single action revolver, which is known colloquially as the gun that won the West. The smoke wagon logo, as I'm sure you've noticed, Valerie, Mm -hmm. features two of these revolvers crossed above um, the phrase, I'm going to try my best at pronouncing it. Like you said, it's Latin. Bibiamus moriendum est, which roughly translated from Latin means drink for we must die. Hmm. Um, Very (laughs) sort of morbid, you know, a Wednesday appropriate (laughs) um, slogan, I think. Um, Smoke wagon straight bourbon whiskey is believed to be aged from three to five years. It's released without an age statement and has an ABV of 46.25%, making it 92.5 proof. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the rundown. Um, what, 
what are your thoughts on this one? I like it. Random, unrelated to the whiskey itself thought, but on the bottle, there are silhouettes of blackbirds that I choose to believe are ravens, thus tying into Wednesday even more. I think they are ravens. Yeah. yeah. Um, ravens, crows. Yeah. Ravens just feel more appropriate mm-hmm. than 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 crows. But I like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the bottle is great. I think it's a fun yeah. release. I imagine most of the people who... Um, who sought out this bottle probably maybe didn't open it. You know, it's kind of more of a collector's um, item, but we're like, ah, you know, we're going to drink it tonight. Um, yeah. I think for a starter whiskey, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's this pretty is solid. This is definitely one that you would, um, you know, be good to kind of um, pour for someone who's not a big whiskey drinker. I think it's also a good one for, you know, um, making up some, some cocktails. It's not, the price is, is, is pretty reasonable what as far as whiskeys go. Price? Like what's it retail? Um, so I think it retails for about $35. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. That said, for some reason, smoke wagon, I don't know what it is, um, is popular. It's often, you know, a little bit harder to hunt down. Now they have small batch and kind of, um, cast strength, like, you know, limited yeah. edition, varieties that I think are even harder to, like those are the ones that are going to be a, you know, go quickly or be a challenge for people to hunt down. I think this straight bourbon is probably relatively easy to find, but I think even this sometimes sells out and I've seen places selling it for a bit more, like mm-hmm. it could go as high as 55, but I don't think it's probably worth that. And I think yeah. like, I think if you see a price like that in your area, provided you don't live in like a rural remote area, you probably can get it for less expensive than that. Um, I'd imagine certainly for, for online sites like Caskers probably sell it at more like 35. Yeah. Um, Overall, I like it. It's um, It does have a little bit of that sting on the back end, mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, it's a very, that's interesting because it's, I don't, I didn't put down the mash bill, mm-hmm. but I know it's very rye heavy. Yeah. So it's a bourbon. So we know it's mostly corn, but I think, I think much of the other grain is probably mm. rye. So that might be what you're tasting you a go. little bit. With My that. one trick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I get, um, I, 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 I was nosing it earlier and, um, you know, the, the thing I got, it's a sweetness. I think vanilla ice cream, mm. I think is the big one I got along with just a touch of brown sugar. And the weird one I got, which I, I, I question, you know, um, like I'm like, is this just me being weird? Is it because it's called smoke wagon? But I got a, a just a slight touch of smoke. When I, I got was... a touch of wagon. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it smells just like wagon. You know? um, Oregon Trail. It smells like yeah. a musky old graveyard <laughs> and bat guano. You know, <laughs> raven droppings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does a raven smell like? It smells like that. <laughs> um, no, uh, you know, I I don't know if the smoke was just from but I did, I did feel like I got a bit of that on the nose, but like, it's much gentler on the, mm-hmm. you know, when you drink some on the palate, it's, you know, um, kind of, you know, your, your, your corn that you get for bourbons, like, you know, this sort of su- sweet bread, like, and then, yeah, you, you're right. Like, you're, now that you've said it's rye, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does finish with just a touch of spice, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's to use Valerie's term, if it's a mouth, it's more like a mouth tap. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like it's not like the rise we yeah. had or certainly those, those right. cast strength rise where it's just like, bam, yeah. you know, and you feel it. Um, this is more just like a little pepper on, on the finish and it kind of fades quickly. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this has like a very long or full finish. 
Um, that's what I said. It's, you know, it is a, a newer whiskey, you know, as in not aged very long. And it is like a, a, a sort of um, baseline um, starting point whiskey. Um, but I, you know, I'd certainly be interested in trying more from mm-hmm. Smoke Wagon. And um, and with that, then let's go on to episode Second five. Half. We got we got we got more of these to get through. What's um, this one called, Tim? You reap what you owe. And Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Sean and I are on the same page on yeah. this. <laughs> you and you got yeah. That page is in the oh. in a book that d- belongs in the trash. You know because because <laughs> you are wrong. Um, like I admit, it's kind of cheesy, but it's also like knowingly so. I like it. Yeah. Um. So I this is my least favorite episode. Flashback of the, episode. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I and it has I think everything to do with um with you know just me not responding to this version of Gomez yeah. and Morticia as much. I do kind of like I more and more it's like I like Gomez a bit better than Morticia. Yeah. Uh Luis Guz, Guzman you said it was. Yeah, uh, Luis Guzman. Yeah, I think I I think you know his he he at least has this sort of like like um kind of dorkiness yeah. to him that I think sort of works. Um, I know some people who are used to Raul Julia complain about the casting just because physically um, Luis Guzman is a lot different. But if you look at the original Adams Family, the way yeah, it was drawn, like, yeah. this is He's how... Short and squat. Yeah, yeah, this is very much how Gomez was drawn. Morticia's tall and thin. Yeah. It's almost like a... Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, like, or, or, yeah, or um, Boris and Natasha a little Boris bit. Boris and Natasha, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. That's yeah. that's kind of a bit what it what it is. Um, Pugsley returns in this episode, mm-hmm. too. Um, so the whole family does. There's like, they're having some sort of um, family yeah. family weekend or week at the, at, at you know, Nevermore. And Isaac so, Ordonez is Pugsley, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't have that one down. Um, but anyhow, so basically, you know, there had been the other sort of subplot that had been going on with the family is, um, the sheriff who we haven't talked too much about. He's the one trying to solve these, these murders, what's going on with this, this creature killing people. And Wednesday is kind of, they were kind of begrudgingly sort of working together at this point. Anyhow, his name. Sheriff Donovan Galpin. Yeah. Played by Jamie McShane. Exactly. Um, and, um, and he, one of the things he does keep saying is that, um, Gomez Adams should be locked away mm-hmm. that he's a murderer. And so this episode, we finally find out what that's about. Um, and it does tie into the bigger plot. So yeah. I guess it serves, um, you know, the overarching narrative as well. Um, I did, you know, a few things, few random things I did kind of laugh at. Yeah. I don't get why, um, Pugsley and Gomez think eating potpourri <laughs> is good, but I kind of like the yeah. randomness of that. Yeah. I thought was kind of funny. Therapy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like when Pugsley is eating it, but when he like gives some to mm-hmm. Gomez and Gomez is like grab some more. I, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was funny. Um, yeah, and then um, the other thing is. Um, um, we meet Bianca's mom in this episode yeah. too, and she is the fucking worst. Yeah, she is she's just... like in a cult. And yeah, Bianca's name is Brandy Jane. Apparently, oh. she's reinvented herself as yeah. Bianca. Yeah, yeah, but to talk about like just like a yeah. toxic figure yeah. in this, and so you you start to understand yeah. Bianca a little bit, yeah. and you know the stuff she's been through. She's and... kind of reinvented herself and made her. She's a self made woman y- at this school. Yeah. yeah, but that her mother is, yeah. you know, like. Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like basically wanting, you know, she runs a cult where pretty much it sounds yeah. like she uses her siren ability to yeah. get people to join it and stay in it and give them money. And her, she's losing that ability. So she wants Bianca to come this summer and 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 help, you yeah. know, and basically, you know, um 
take her place you know in this cult and bianca doesn't want to do it and i forget how the mother threatens her but she threatens her and basically yeah. insists that she she does so you know um basically just using her daughter mm-hmm. you know for her own selfishness which you know is is something that without going too much into it cuts a bit close to home yeah. in certain aspects of my life to me so mm-hmm. um so i i really had a visceral reaction yeah. to the mom like i met her and i'm like oh fuck you yeah. you know <laughs> like it was a suit it was my first initial reaction once i found out what the deal was with her does your mom run a cult <laughs> my mom does not run that would be cool yeah <laughs> i would love it if my mom ran a cult is it a sexy cult <laughs> um no my mom is not in a cult guys that's not what i'm talking about <laughs> Um, there's also one line I wrote down that I, um, I thought was kind of sweet, which is, you know, um, Wednesday, I did like the scene between Wednesday and her dad when he's in prison and, you know, like thing is there with her. And, and she says like, the point I'm trying to make is you taught me to be strong and independent, how to navigate myself in a world full of treachery and prejudice. You are the reason I understand how imperative it is that I never lose sight of myself. So as far as fatherhood goes, I would say you've been more than adequate, mm-hmm. which like sounds like very, you yeah. know, like, but that's, that's Wednesday's way. And yeah. it's, you know, the fact that she's telling her father that, um, I thought was kind of, yeah, kind that's of a good line. I also write down one that I believe is Morticia to the mayor of memory serves where she says, men like you have no idea mm-hmm. what it feels like to not be believed. Yeah. Yeah. Or it feels like not to be believed. Yeah. 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 No, that there are some good lines. Like there are yeah. moments in this episode I liked. It's just by and large, um, this aspect of it didn't interest me as much. I um I didn't need to see the the family again mm. at this point. And um, you know, I don't know. I I like I it's I just don't respond to those particular this these particular takes on the characters, especially not Morticia. That said, I will give Catherine Zeta Jones props for being able to walk in that dress because I don't know how the fuck she's doing that. Skills. <laughs> yeah, that is that is some serious skill. Uh, but should we move on to episode um, six? I will say that okay. the end of this episode is where I figured out everything that was going on with the daughter. With, <laughs> like um, instantaneously. Well, like you don't introduce Oh, and the daughter mysteriously died overseas. Uh, she drowned. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so clearly she didn't drown. Clearly she's going to be back. Clearly she's going to be the antagonist. There are two female characters in this that are normal. Mm-hmm. So it's either going to be the therapist or it's going to be Christina Ricci. You don't have Christina Ricci in this show and just have her be a guidance counselor. So, okay, Christina Ricci is going to be the bad guy who's See, the long I just, lost daughter. That is the math, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know I agree with that yeah. math exactly like i agree with it up until that last point mm. i think you i think christina ricci could just as easily I have not been two paths that i got to that too if you are the long lost daughter getting your revenge on your hometown and every establishing shot of you in a photograph in a painting is you having long straight blonde hair mm. you're not going to come back with long straight blonde hair which is what ricky Lindholm has which is they're trying to set Dr. Kimbot up as the, you know, the daughter. Mm. So I was like, clearly you're going to come back with like big red hair that's obscuring your face, big glasses that are also obscuring your face, yeah. you know? So yeah. no, I figured, I figured out right then it was like, oh, okay, it's going to be the daughter and it's Christina Ricci. <laughs> done and done. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I, um, I could like, like you're right. It, it, it was going to be, would be one of those two, yeah. but I don't know, you know, like I feel, um, I would have liked to see Christina Ricci return. 
Yeah. You know, to be frank with you. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't, thought it was I'm not... cool that she was in it before any of this subplot happened in the first episode. I was like, oh, yeah. hey, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Christina Reed. I didn't know she was in no, it. No, and I thought she yeah. did good in good in yeah. the role. I really liked her character. Yeah, I was just like, and oh, that's so, a fun throwback. So to, we had Christina Ricci in this. So, so to your response, yeah. I would say I would have liked to have seen her return. Maybe she didn't want to. Maybe yeah. she just could only do one season. Yeah. You know, she's on that show Yellow Jackets, which yeah. seems to be doing very well. I don't know what her what her things but like all things being equal i would like that to have seen that character come back um i guess technically you can yeah. you know she like we don't know that she's dead at I the don't end think she is yeah. yeah so they she could but now you know she's yeah. going to come back under different contexts i wouldn't have minded if you know they 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 pulled a fast one and it had been the 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 therapist or someone yeah. else and um and you know, and they maybe they made you wanted you to think that it was Christina yeah. Ricci. I also but. felt that way about the monster too. It's like, well, there are two guys that were setting it. You know, it's either this guy or this guy. So yeah, yeah. And the monster yeah. looks like one of them in a funhouse mirror. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to episode six, quid pro quo. Um, <laughs> um, I gotta say. Thing in a party hat, one of my favorite things <laughs> in the whole show. Favorite thing accessory. <laughs> I'm telling you, Emmy, baby. Sixteenth <laughs> birthday. It's her sixteenth birthday. Um, surprise party that I guess thing like <laughs> kind of organized, but um, she was led to this crypt. But is it um, is it Enid who takes her there or I, something like that? I or? think so. Like, Question I mark. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember why she she takes her there, but like yeah, I think that's it, and she shows up and and yeah it's a birthday party yeah and like wednesday absolutely did not want a birthday party <laughs> um which you know i can kind of relate but that's the thing i like about this episode <laughs> <laughs> but this episode i have down as just wednesday is kind of the worst so yeah, all right Wednesday's so a bit of a dick in this one <laughs> so here's 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 something that like you know, I would, I think I would say at this point, I think I realized it at this point in watching it is like, I love Wednesday as a character. Mm -hmm. Like I love her attitude towards things. Like I love that she's, you know, true to herself and she doesn't care what people think about her, but I don't think I'd like, like hats off to all of these different characters who, um, slowly become her her friends because I don't think I'd have the patience to be. Yeah, I wrote friend. a note that says, why does everyone keep pursuing friendships, relationships with Wednesday when she treats them all like shit over yeah. and over and yeah. over again? Yeah. No, she really, yeah. she really does. Um, with the exception of maybe Eugene, you know, Eugene, she seems to be genuinely yeah. kind to and fond of. Um, and she says because it remind he reminds her of her brother, mm -hmm. but um, but yeah, there's just a lot of that in this episode. Um, you know, my my um, you know my like my question that I had for you here, Valerie, mm -hmm. which I think the answer is no, but I just <laughs> had to, is a snood an actual thing? Yes. Wait, that actually is a thing. A snood is a thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's like um a little hood that you wear around your head. Yeah, it's like not always, but like think like old timey ladies in the fifties in a convertible and like yeah. their hair is kind of covered. Is this a thing that people knit? Is yeah, this you a, can knit a snood. Yeah, I've never made a snood, but I have a pattern for it. If should I so really? desire, yeah, I can make you a snood, Tim. Was the original snood an infinity scarf that shrunk in the wash? <laughs> Maybe, but no, snoods are things. Yeah, they are. Do they yep. look as silly on people as they kind of look on the two of them? Can yeah, I mean hers were very homemade yeah. looking, you know. But no, a snood is an actual thing. Yeah. There are there are. Few um, 
good lines. I don't know. I think it's Bianca who refers to someone as a ghost of bitchiness future or something <laughs> like. I don't remember exactly who, but that I had that line written down. Um, you know, this is I think maybe the episode where she starts talking to Lucas a bit, um, and they start having a little bit of a bond, which yeah. I thought those scenes were were kind of sweet. Um, you know, and you find out what his past was and and kind of you know. Uh, the sort of you don't really get to know him too well, but you get a sense of kind of where he comes from. Um, so those are are nice moments. Um, but um, but meanwhile, you got Wednesday just pushing everyone away this episode. Um, you know, she's mean to Enid. She's mean to Xavier. She's mean to um, Christina Ricci's character, who um, God, I we keep calling her Christina Ricci, but uh, Marilyn Thornhill is her, yeah. her character's name. Um, she's mean to her. Um, I did like uh, the moment where one moment where she's mean to Xavier when she's like pissed off by uh, him having painted her, especially when yeah. uh, mm. you know he kind of like brings it to life and you see her playing in it. Yeah, because uh, his line to her is like, "I feel like it's the when she's playing, I feel like it's the only time I get to see the real you." Mm. And you're like, you really feel that as her being afraid of having an attraction to him. Yeah. So like, you know, that feels you know, organic to her character and, you know, her meanness in a way that's more than just, you know, her, well, I just hate everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask like Valerie, I'm going to ask Valerie mm-hmm. this. You know, like, is it creepy for an artist to, to draw you? No, like, I don't think so. Like if it was someone yeah. like, I mean, putting you in this context, like yeah. you're a high school student, there's a high yeah. school artist who has a crush on you at school and you you discover a sketch of yourself in their sketch. I'm not saying a bunch yeah. of weird no, shit. No, I don't think but so. Just as like long as normal... it's a fully clothed sketch. Yeah, you know? just like a normal sketch. As long as yeah. it's not like one of his French girls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be weird. No, but like if it's so. just a normal one. You know, yeah, they... I don't think so. Especially yeah, was... if he didn't intend to show it to her and it was just like a, yeah. Yeah. Like she kind of pulls the thing down and finds it, right? <laughs> she pulls yeah. it out from under his mattress. It's story. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a Sticking to the bottom of his mattress. I don't think so, yeah. Um... Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm always team Xavier. I'll admit sometimes he does things that are a little boneheaded. Um, And you're right. I don't know why he seems to not be able to shake Wednesday at this point, but like, you know, um, she's just... Yeah, pretty bad to him. I mean, I can tell you, I would not be friends with Wednesday. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, I'm, this ain't worth my time. Bye. Well, like, yeah. I think you know where I really, I'm like, oh my, like, I think it gets to kind yeah. of, and I think it's supposed to be. I think they're they're deliberately building up this point where you know where it's just like I'm like I can't, you know, I'd be furious. Like every yeah. I, everyone is mad at her at yeah. the end, and I get it. Um, where like you know she basically manipulates both yeah. Enid and um, Tyler. Tyler thinks they're going on a date. Yeah. Enid thinks they're doing like, I think a girl's night thing. Yeah. And it's really, it's just, she wants to go. This is when they go to the house, yeah. right? The creepy mm-hmm. house. Yeah. Um, to investigate. And, and I'm like, that's like really fucked up, yeah. you know? Like, it's like, it's really, she's just, she doesn't care about how they feel. It's just, what can they give her? What can they, you know, how can she use them? And that's pretty toxic. Yeah. For um, sure. Now that said, both um, Wednesday and Enid with the snoods on is pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like even I think um, um, there's a line like when um, when Tyler you know 
like they get in Tyler's car and they're like, why are you both wearing those weird, what's with those weird scarf things or whatever he's like, Don't ask, yeah. just drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's up, the, what's up with the weird matching hoodie scarf things? Like, <laughs> yes, nudes are real things. Yeah, yeah, no, I... <laughs> I will say at the beginning when she had the surprise party and then things, she like uncovered some clues in the crypt. I was sad that the kids didn't all go on an adventure. I was like, yes, they're all going to have a thing and they're all going to do it together. And yeah. it's the first time the kids are all going to come together. And nope, they just all, you know, yeah. went off and did their own thing. I don't even know like, if they oh. ate the cake. You yeah, know? right? <laughs> eat the fucking cake, yeah. man. You got a cake right there. Yeah, yeah. I was more thinking, I was like, oh, look, another flimsy pretext for her to be in the right place at the right time yeah. like she is every episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's her real superpower. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, um, like so, the this house ends up. Um, you discover it's the house that. Well, you know it's the house that the yeah. the what are they the the, the Gates family. the Gates family was from. But you find out that like the one of the rooms is still being lived in. Yeah. It's a daughter's room. Um, you know the candle. There's like some creepy crypt in there to yeah. for you know this 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 pilgrim. Um, I wrote his name down. Was it Joseph Crackstone? Um, he has this creepy crypt, and the candles have just been lit. And um, you know, and the 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 other thing we didn't mention is um, um, I don't know exactly when it happens, but the mayor is is killed by yeah. like a car hits him, and you find that car in the garage. Um, you know, along with like the oh, the monster has been taking body parts mm-hmm. from people, and you find also all those body parts. So like all the stuff is found. The monster attacks. There's like a sequence that I think is pretty suspenseful with them chasing after him. Yeah. Um. You know, and um, and you know, and like Wednesday's being obnoxious, but they do manage to escape, even yeah. though um, she almost pretty much because of her selfishness almost gets them both killed. Mm-hmm. So at least so we, that, yeah. that's as we see it at this point. And, um, and so Enid's furious with her and yeah. I wrote down Enid speaking truth at the end. <laughs> that's my last note I had. Yeah. Good job, Enid. Yeah. But she finally stands up to, um, to Wednesday and basically moves out of the, the yeah. room for a little bit. Um, and Wednesday is truly alone at the end of this episode. Um, yeah, her line uh, tonight was the icing on the birthday cake. You couldn't be bothered to cut was mm. uh, was a, a good one. Yeah, yeah, no. And so I thought, like, you know, I'm glad they they stood up for themselves finally a little bit here because you know Wednesday does do this a lot. And yeah. yeah, it just really comes to a head here. That's all I have on on that yeah. one. Um, so um, episode seven. If you don't woe me by now. If you don't woe me by now. <laughs> um this this episode you will never ever ever woe, woe me. Whoa. <laughs> they should have just kept going with it. That's the problem with that time. <laughs> they could have fit so many woes in that one. <laughs> um thoughts. Thoughts on Uncle Fester, Fred Valerie? Armisen. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a good cast. This is my this is my one exception yeah. to the family. Um, my my thoughts on the family, like I I I just can't get into the other ones, but yeah. I like I like Fred Armisen's Uncle Fester. He brings a, a kookiness. He brings a Fred Armisen kookiness yeah. to it that I don't dislike. <laughs> Sean, what did you think? Yeah, I dug him. Yeah, I, I agreed, Tim, for sure. That yeah, you know, he was the the standout among the the yeah. other family members. Yeah, like he got the assignment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. Um, I certainly wouldn't mind more of him next season. Yeah. Um, like a couple interesting things, like his appearance. The one time in the show, Wednesday smiles. Yeah, it was like, kind of creepy. You're yeah. like, oh shit, look yeah, at that. Yeah. yeah, she genuinely smiles when he when she sees it's him. Um, 
and um and just his his cooking and weird yeah. rant like like I don't know why I found it so fucking hilarious that he wanted to eat the bees, <laughs> the bees. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he kept trying to do that and she's like yeah. you can't don't eat the bees yeah. you know? <laughs> um yeah. like I thought that was that was great incognito Dalmatian mobile yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like ridiculous bike he stole um you know and then even his relationship with thing and how yeah. like you know they had um they you know heist gone the, bad, heist gone or bad. Something. Like, <laughs> the kalamazoo job yeah. Yeah. yeah and when they had to to break into the safe in the 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 nightshades you know library and he's like are you you know should i take something like can you do it now or should i take a nap or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um yeah their little banter was was great i yeah i liked um yeah. this episode i liked his his role in it um, and this is also, you mentioned it earlier, the episode where, um, where Wednesday has a date with Tyler, uh, to I watch a horror that movie. That day was great. <laughs> you know, in the, in the crypt to watch a horror movie, which is legally blonde. It was so good. I love that. I cackled out loud when that happened. It was so delightful. First of all, he takes her to the crypt. So A plus there. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it's legally. And talk about the micro expressions. Like yeah. her face. So she's like, what is this? <laughs> she kind of looks at him like, what is this? Yeah. And he's so proud of himself. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's too bad you're like a creepy murderer (laughs) but i also like because is this the scene where or at one point um the sheriff walks in on yeah they almost kiss and then yeah that's right that's right for fester yeah they're about to to kiss and i was yeah and 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 he walks in you're right and um i'm just like what would you first of all at this point he had told his he had told tyler i don't want you seeing wednesday anymore yeah he keeps finding tyler with wednesday together and seems to be like <sighs> you know, he begrudgingly accept, but like you see your son in a yeah. crypt with, yeah. <laughs> with the the girl you've like you know um, forbid him from seeing, yeah. and you're just like, I don't just I don't want to know what's going on here. <laughs> Which true, I don't think I would want to know either if I was his yeah. dad. But still, I'm like, come on, <laughs> you're not being very you're not being very strict about laying this ground rule down, Dad. Um, yeah, but I I was a little frustrated about the interrupted kiss, but we do get an yeah. actual kiss at the end. Um, but before that, we get we get thing. <laughs> I was shocked when 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 you know we found out like thing had been stabbed. Yeah, you know? poor thing. Yeah, I mean for considering he's just a hand, that's a pretty grave injury and a pretty bloody injury. And um and again you see Wednesday show some genuine emotion yeah. over over thing, you know, and and wanting to make sure he's okay. Um and um and and so I thought that was like a uh you know, you realizing, okay, yeah, she certainly cares about her family yeah. if you consider thing part of that. And I found um it interesting that the the first student that Wednesday really confides in about what's been what she's learned, what's been going on is Bianca. Mm. Maybe it's because none of the other ones are talking to her, yeah. but it also shows that she's kind of really warmed to Bianca at this yeah. point. Yeah, doesn't too. Bianca kind of confide in her as well? Yeah. yeah. Well, they have that moment yeah. at the dance um, where I think yeah. that's the turning point for right. them, like where they sit and they they kind of, I don't yeah. remember what they say to each other, but they have a little moment. And then since then, they're a little bit warmer to each other. And here she actually confides in her. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, Bianca talks to her about her mom too and i mean that might have been the, the moment at the the mm. dance and um and then yeah so now they seem very much on on different ground um so um 
So yeah, but this is you know sec- penultimate episode. You yeah. find out what's you know most of what's going on at the end of this. Does Fester have like lightning powers in yeah. original Adams Family I canon? I don't think so. But yeah. he could always remember him with like a light bulb or something. Yeah, he could always do the thing where he put the light bulb in his yeah. mouth and it turned on. Yeah. So I th- I. Yeah. I forget because I th- I think like on Nick at Night or something I would like catch the the I old show. I saw a cosplayer at Comic Con that was Uncle Fester and he had the light bulb in his mouth yeah. and I was like that is a commitment to the bit, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he couldn't do the lightning hand, yeah, so right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's I think that was maybe extrapolating that for for the sake of the show. But like yeah. we said, Wednesday didn't have her psychic powers then, right. so they've added a bit to it. I certainly don't mind it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of fun. Yeah. And um and yeah, and Wednesday's relationship with with Fester is is really endearing. Like I um I think he, you know, you probably couldn't have used him more in the show than you did in this one episode. I think he wouldn't have fit you've been trying to force him in, but if they find a way to naturally kind of incorporate him a bit more in season 2, I certainly wouldn't mind that. Um but like you know, yeah, this ends with um, a moment between Wednesday and, and Tyler. Yeah, well, you're skipping over the part where they, um, Xavier, she thinks Xavier is the oh, Hyde. She, well, that's first right. of all, she finds out about Hydes. That's she right. She learns what Hydes are. You're right. And then yeah. she thinks Xavier's one and they're going to like torture him and everything. And oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 I liked, uh, I liked Fester's line talking about the one Hyde that he knew, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, whatever night house he was in. Uh, and I uh, said, I only ever saw her in group electroshock therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does tell her about Hyde. That's why they're finding the book is yeah. because the book had the information in it. That's why they were trying to break into that safe. Um, and that's where it says that, you know, Hyde's can, can there, it's something that's unlocked um by someone yeah. that's loyal to it so then you know okay for sure someone's controlling this monster and so you are looking for two people yeah. um at this point yeah she confronts xavier in his like artist studio and finds the uh there's the necklace from the psychologist that got killed and then yeah. there's a painting of the psychologist being yeah. killed as well yeah. so, so she thinks that he's the hide and, uh-huh yeah yeah and um and and calls uh, the sheriff so he's arrested mm-hmm. And um, and then I think I don't know if it's directly after that she goes to see Tyler or at what point yes. that is, but she goes to see Tyler um, at the shop and they have a moment um, and then they have a kiss. Yeah, they have a kiss <laughs> and then she has a vision. A vision. And she realizes that he is the hide. Yeah. Which don't lead- you hate it when that happens? Well, Your first leads- kiss and it's like, oh, yeah. you're a murdering monster. Yeah, no, it leads <laughs> to what I think is the best line in the entire series, mm-hmm. which is, of course, the first boy I kissed would turn out to be a psychotic serial killing monster. I guess I have a type. <laughs> and that's uh, the final yeah. line of the episode um, after she's realized yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, it's got nothing on the title of the final episode, <laughs> does it, Tim? A murder of woes. <laughs> um, not the best of the titles, but yeah. you know what? I will take it. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it says what it, all you okay. really need to know. The things I really liked about this last episode is that she learns and grows mm. in so many different ways. Yay. Mm. Like she... Um, she has backup with her friends where she goes, I'm not alone. And all of her friends show up and that's very exciting. And mm-hmm. there's a moment with um, 
later in the episode where she and uh, the principal team up and you're like, yay, you mm-hmm. actually confided at the principal, which was, you know, your antagonist the entire season because you never told her what was going on. Yeah. You've learned and grown. Good mm-hmm. job, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. You complain that she wouldn't trust you, but you made it impossible for her to trust I you. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she's an adult and you're a child. Yeah. No, but this one starts off with... um. It starts off with Wednesday being creepy and disturbing <laughs> with like, you know, um, now that she realizes Tyler is a hide, she's going to torture him. And mm. he's at this point, he's saying, no, I'm not. You're crazy. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, I'm not. Yeah. And um, and she um, she starts with like a taser and then yeah. she goes to like a hammer. Yeah. But all uh, the kids get freaked out. And they yeah. Run away and grab the principal. Yeah. yeah. And she calls the sheriff who shows up. They all show. And it's just like I'm. I would think he'd be like livid that yeah. she's about to attack his son with yeah. a fucking hammer. Um, but they decide not to press charges. Instead, she's just going to expel. Wednesday's getting expelled. I was unclear whether or not the sheriff knew what was up with his kid. Like if he knew his kid was a hide and he knew what that meant or not. Like I that think seems, he, I think yeah. he maybe suspected. Yeah. I think, you know, it was a case. It, like, I don't know that they really make it clear, yeah. but I think they suggest that he maybe he didn't want to admit that that could have been right. um, the case because his mom, you know, Tyler's mom was a hide. So, um, so I think it was more like he was fearful yeah. of it. He didn't want those fears to right. be proven um, to be real. But I don't know that he 100% knew and was just covering it up or anything like that. Yeah. Like, well, because the way he plays everything with Xavier, it certainly feels like it. Where you know Xavier's like pleading to get any kind of due process or be heard at all, mm-hmm. and the sheriff's just like, "Nope, you're going down for yeah. this." Bye. Well, the sheriff is also like, obviously, you know, this is not a. <laughs> um, you know, a, a very realistic legal drama, but like, you know, Sheriff also clearly <laughs> just gets it in his head that someone's yeah. guilty. And I think yeah. just kind of six. And I would see like, if he's thinking there's a chance this could be my son doing this, I don't want that to be the case. If you have like a, like evidence presented that it's someone else, you would just grab onto that. Yeah. You know, he's not an objective party in this situation. Right. I mean, he's so. also supposed to have just learned his lesson about jumping to conclusions though, with the whole <laughs> Gomez thing. You so. would think so, but I don't know. Mm. The, 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 yeah, isn't that kind of show yeah um but like you know there's some good moments here early on as um after jenna ortega is expelled um you know in her realization that she's expelled um that scene with um with weems when she expels her then also you know there's a you know she kind of says goodbye to enid um who's who's very you know emotional about her leaving yeah they've kind of like re you know re-upped their friendship yeah they and, did yeah. it didn't last too long before um enid forgave her yeah i mean like i i i feel for enid i feel like that makes sense yeah. Enid feels like just this sweet thing who just you know yeah um yeah like she'll she, i feel like she's good she's probably big on forgiveness and putting things behind her um but like um yeah, you got to see, and again, I wrote, I wrote down. Just, I don't know how Jenna Ortega does it. She's yeah. so expressionless, but yeah. yeah, these emotions are coming through. Um, and the great line Edith has when uh, you just talk about what you liked about Wednesday when she says, "People try to walk around not giving an F. You literally never had an F to give." give yeah, 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 which is which is definitely true. Um, I love how everyone understands things. Yeah. That's just what's hilarious. To me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's like Chewie and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But like, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday, (laughs) one thing, one thing I think is true is Wednesday is put through a lot in this finale. You know, she's like, like tied up and restrained. Has a head wound. Yeah. With a big head wound. Um, She's, you know, has her, her hand sliced open so she could, you know, be a conduit for blood magic. (laughs) Um, Then she's fucking stabbed and almost died um, before she almost dies before she's saved by by Goody Adams, who then sacrifices herself to basically save yeah. her, you know. I don't know if she actually died, but like, you know, Wednesday won't be able to see yeah. her anymore. Um, that and was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magic, necklace, so ghost and magic, I, ghost yeah. heals, yeah. you're not yeah, dead sure. anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but I was like, I was fine with that. I'm like, you know, it was, um, it, you know, you, 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 you put her in enough peril, you yeah. had to come up with a simple solution to get her out of that but yeah it's a little weird doesn't make a lot of sense um but and meanwhile you know you got all these these um characters rallying together um you know enid and um and the nightshade like (laughs) i like when she discovers finds out about the nightshades (laughs) she's like wait there's a secret society you didn't tell me about and he's like you too (laughs) yeah but he's just like you know in ajax is like well yeah it wouldn't be secret secret." (laughs) (laughs) but yeah when when like when thing knows about knows about it too and she realizes that um but um we get a we get a pretty I mean like you you kind of knew it was coming but you get a pretty cool sequence with yeah. um with Enid finally transforming yeah. what do you think of Enid as a werewolf Here's the thing I like Enid as a werewolf I was kind of disappointed in the randomness of like oh it's a blood moon so now she can suddenly transform mm-hmm. I thought they were going to lead up to like Wednesday's in danger I have to save my friend this is going to be the thing that triggers me to wolf out instead mm-hmm. she just kind of like is like Oh, I'm in the moon, and I wolfed out, and that's that. I liked her as a werewolf. I thought it was badass, but like I think you, the lead I up did. to it, I was really, I, I was I really think, expecting there to be like a plot reason as to why she wolfs out after yeah, they built it up so I think much. That's, yeah. that's, I think that's definitely yeah. fair. I do think one could read that into it if yeah. they wanted to. You could say, well, maybe it was that plus yeah. the blood moon because there have been blood moons, I'm yeah. sure, before, or like these weird moons yeah. that maybe would have. Like, why was this one? You know, and it could have been she was worried about her friend. Yeah. Um, but, um, but like, I'm just wondering what you thought of her with the pink hair. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's yeah. this menacing thing with this pink hair. <laughs> and um, Wednesday knew yeah. exactly who yeah. she was. Yeah. Um, but, um, but like, yeah, you know, you get a, a, a pretty, pretty great fight between yeah. her and the, the Hyde. Um, so she's, CGI. It is very CGI. CGI. It is yeah. very CGI. And, but what can you do? Like, yeah. these shows have a certain budget and, you know. Um, it's, you know, they spent it all on Colleen Atwood, which, you know, I'll take it <laughs> as far as CG, as far as CG TV, CGI yeah. goes, I mean, I'll like, you like, know, it's better that it's two CGI things fighting each other than yeah. like a person fighting a CGI thing. Yeah. I think that was at least okay. Yeah. I don't, I've seen a lot. I've yeah. certainly seen a lot worse. Yeah. You know? I mean, keep in mind, I wrote about the CWDC shows for, <laughs> for many years. Valerie. This, is, this is, this is pretty decent. It was okay. It wasn't like terrible, but yeah. yeah. Um, like we'd that. also, you know, been watching the CGI monster for the entire yeah. series so right. far. So it was just, you know, yeah. okay, here's another one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> another yeah. one. Yeah, but I thought it was, you know, like she was pretty effective. I mean, yeah. she kind of won the fight. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, she got herself a little beat up, but yeah, she, she's she all scratched up at the end. I wonder if that's permanent or not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, 
but she went and like one thing I really liked a little moment that I didn't even notice the first time. I like that thing comforts Enid when she transforms yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, you know, I thought that was kind of kind of sweet. Um, you know, and then meanwhile, um, you have um, you have like all the nightshades. You know, mainly the sirens trying to get everyone out of the the castle because this this you know. Um, demon pilgrim had come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, was this crackstone had come back and was going to kill them all. Um, and um, and you know, leads to the confrontation that was in the mm-hmm. drawing, um, between Wednesday and um and crackstone. But you got some last minute assists. You got um, you got Xavier who helps, although he doesn't really help. Yeah. <laughs> he basically ends up just you know um getting Wednesday shot by an arrow because <laughs> <laughs> she's saving his life. Yeah. Um, but she you know I guess that's her you know um um putting herself before him yeah. you know like doing something for him since constantly putting all himself of... before herself yeah, yeah yeah exactly and thank you and then um you get a last minute assist from bianca who you yeah, know thanks, bianca. yeah Sword, yeah yeah stabs um stabs you know the 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 pilgrim guy um what's his name joseph crackstone stabs him i and don't th- love his look uh-huh. it was like because he's kind yeah. of like melty but not quite and i don't know if that was supposed to be referencing the melty statue or what but like either He's going to look like someone who's been in a crypt for 200 years, which is going to be further decay than that. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's going to look like a normal dude. Like, it's one of the two. And it, I don't know. I thought it was a little weird that they split the difference. He was like half Frankenstein the and yeah. kind of puffy. And yeah, like, yeah. I didn't think he looked too great. But he he's, he's shows up at the very end yeah. of his very, you know. And um, I don't think he needed to look like, you know, he needed to look like a pilgrim still. Yeah. Because he knew that's who, from the painting, that's who he was. But, um. But yeah, you know, you 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 get um you get Bianca and then you get the the final last assist from Eugene who mm-hmm. shows up with the Eugene bees. Eugene has a hero moment. That yeah. was exciting. And <laughs> the bees job, the bees take out um the bees. they take out bees. they take out Laurel um who starts trying to shoot bees with his gun. <laughs> but anyhow, so like so that that ends the fight, but then you have um you have this wonderful little reunion um as um as Enid, who is fucking bloodied up, yeah, <laughs> um, but like in, is being helped, helped and back, like naked and under a coat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It um, was like a, it was like a pink robe or something yeah. that yeah. I can only assume uh, thing crawled all yeah. the way like, back <laughs> to get and crawled all the way back to her. <laughs> that seems like, to be she brought that dress yeah. for, uh, for Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know she 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 shows back and is immediately wondering, yeah. where, like worried about Wednesday. And then Wednesday returns and Enid immediately hugs her. And there's yeah. a moment where, yeah, Wednesday backs yeah. off and then looks and then hugs her back. Yeah. And you got this nice long hug between the yeah. two of them when Wednesday refused to to do that for the whole the whole series. Yeah, that was a really great moment. I really like that moment. Yeah. And um and the only other thing I would say is they obviously kind of set things up mm-hmm. um, for uh, a second season. I mean, they wrap up this storyline by and large, yeah. but they leave enough kind of hanging there. Um, she gets a cell phone from from Xavier at the end who, you know, says like, hey, text me um, that he gives her. Um, she says goodbye, obviously, to kind of everyone like um Bianca makes a reference to the fencing team. We didn't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, next season. Yeah, next season we're going to. We need you to kick ass. Yeah, they're both on the fencing team, and their first 
first confrontation was a duel between them that Bianca It was a won. cool duel. Yeah. I like how they took off in that duel. Like, they had the masks on at first. Yeah. It's like the body doubles. <laughs> and yeah. then they took the mask off at the end to be like, look, no more body doubles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was – but now like, – so they went from yeah. rivals to now right. kind of teammates and friends. Um, and – um and so yeah, she says bye to everyone, heads heads out with um with the family. And as she's leaving, she gets a text from some creepy person, or you don't know who it is. Um, we see Tyler in a police van starting to hide out. Yeah. Um, and we don't know what happened with um Laurel and if she survived. She got stung by a bunch of bees, but yeah, <laughs> she was she, covered in bees. She totally she totally could survive. They want to bring her back. Yeah. Um, and um, and I do um, really like the last line of the series, which is, you know, after after Wednesday kind of gives her her final roundup of like all these sort of loose end mysteries still abound. She says, I know the suspense is killing you, <laughs> you know, cut to cut to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's like as far as kind of ending a series that you hope would have a second season, but you at the time they didn't know if they would. I thought that was kind of a fun way to end it. Yeah. Um. So. um. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's. There's a lot like that I think is cool, but you said a bunch of it, you know, like these relationships that develop over the course of the show, they've set up a show with a character who at first wants like nothing to do with mm -hmm. anyone. She doesn't want, she has, she doesn't want to be like her family. She wants nothing to do with them. She's angry with them. Yeah. Um, her, she doesn't want friends. She, um, she doesn't want affection and she doesn't want physical touch. And, you know, um, by the end, like she's kind of um um realizes she needs all of it. Yeah. And um I think it's like uh while staying true to herself, you know, without, you know, really compromising her sort of individuality and how, you know, she's gonna do things her her way. Hopefully she's not gonna use people or at least her friends quite as much. But um but like, you know, she still is her her same weird self. And I think I think um that's kind of kind of cool. Yeah, I um I haven't explored the fandom of this show too much, but I'd be curious to see um if this character has resonated with neurodivergent viewers. So because so, she definitely has some like neurodivergent right, so vibes. This show was a massive success. Yeah, one of the biggest successes um, Netflix has had so far, um, and I think the reason why is because Wednesday is such a cipher. She's such a, she is the emotionless yeah. sort of thing that you can read pretty much anything into her you want. Mm. You know, if you want to read her as neurodivergent, you can. If you want to read her as um, queer, you yeah. can. If you want to read her as ace, you yeah. can. You know, you want to, you're just a weird goth kid. Yeah. You certainly <laughs> can read that into her. Wednesday, like, Kuleshov Adams. <laughs> Like seriously, she could be pretty much anything because she's so you know there's there there's um you know like she's so expressionless. Mm -hmm. She kind of plays her cards so close to the vest, and even with her growth in this season, I don't think she tips her hand as to oh she's definitely straight or oh she's definitely queer or oh she's yeah. definitely neurodiverse. Like you know she still could be any and almost all yeah. of these things, and I think so many people. Like in so many aspects and personality types and people who watch shows for different things yeah. probably like, you know, recognize some of themselves in her that they really responded to it. And that's my theory as to mm. why the show did as well as it did, um, because she can be neurodivergent. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a huge queer fan base, mm -hmm. um, you know. 
since I'm sure you like yeah. you were curious, when Claire is the name of the Enid Wednesday ship. When it's, Claire? It's it's a combination of Wednesday and Enid's full name is Enid Sinclair. So uh, I don't like that. When Claire? That's the name. Yeah, it doesn't when work for me. Sorry, Wednesday E-day? fandom. You know what? Like, yeah, Claire, <laughs> you, 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 you talk about Garrisgear so much. I don't but know that you have. At least it's Geralt and Yaskier. Yeah. Like, you get where the portmanteau comes yeah, from. Yeah, but, like, but like, like, what else would it be? Weenid doesn't sound good. What? Um, yeah. yeah. You know, like you, I would go the other direction because sometimes people don't do the portmanteaus. They come up with a fun name. I would do like Black Moon. That's what I would do because she's a werewolf and Wednesday's goth. So yeah, I would go Black go. Moon. I mean, there I you go. I don't argue that there's yeah. better ones. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think when Claire is better than Garrus. Yeah, I would do yeah. like Black Moon. Um, but um, but yeah, when Clit, I don't like that. It doesn't work for me. I'm sorry, Wednesday fandom well, vetoed by someone who's not in your fandom at all. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I can't veto Garrus here. You can't veto when Claire. Um, Back in the day, it was just name slash name. It would just be Wednesday slash Enid. Like that's yeah. how you used to do it. And then everybody yeah. got cutesy with the ship names. It was Mulder slash Scully. <laughs> that's how we rolled Sin- in the '90s. So- so what do you <laughs> Sinclair so do you, Adams? Sinclair Adams, yeah. So do you do you do you think they'd be a good ship? Do you would you you know? It could wanna... work. I mean, I honestly go more for Wednesday Bianca than I do Wednesday oh, Enid. I'm sure there is. A, I didn't look up the ship whole name for enemies that, to lovers I'm... thing you were talking about earlier. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure that exists. I did not look up the name for for that one, but I mean, so you read? Would you you know? Because I don't see. Obviously, she kisses. Yeah. Um, um tyler but she's also it's like her first kiss yeah. and like certainly she doesn't seem to be swooning over yeah. over like that's the thing so it's like you could you could definitely see her as queer i yeah, think you could also or, definitely yeah. read her as ace yeah um so i don't I, yeah i'm curious how you see you you would see her i, I mean i saw her as really neurodivergent honestly yeah I, that's kind of my vibe that's how i got her and yeah yeah that's no, how i interpreted I, the character just, i think there's there's definitely a very much an aspect of yeah. fandom that sees her as that as well yeah um like i said it's it it's pretty broad um like she's someone who's got singular focus for things she's not super interested in like social conventions and the niceties of quote-unquote polite society you know mm-hmm. she sees it as a waste of time yeah and like she's not i i got the vibe that she's not uninterested in these boys but she's also kind of like eh, i don't know yeah yeah like it's a means to an end you know hmm. but like human attachment is lower on the list yeah. than like solving the mystery right. or you know uncovering truth as you know she puts it repeatedly mm-hmm. hmm. So what would you like to see in season two? Would you want a a new romantic interest for her? Or would you rather, you know, maybe build up romantic interest with one of these characters, whether it's... Well, I saw online that Xavier might be being written out of the show. Oh, really? Because his actor has some, there's some stuff going on there. Well, I think definitely it would, like for all my saying I'm team Xavier, and I, I am... I think certainly if those there's any truth yeah. to that, like I could live without him. Like he's yeah. he's not you know he's not going to make or break the show right. to me. If it was like the Enid actress, that yeah. would be you know, or even you Bianca. get another broody white boy. Yeah, or even even Bianca. But do you think yeah. do you think Wednesday needs a romantic? Like I feel like it kind of helps. I the don't show? dislike it because. Yeah. 
neurodivergent people like love too. I mean, if that's how you're interpreting the character, which as you've said, there are many, many options in which you can interpret it. But I actually really liked it because you have somebody that's maybe not like neurotypical, but is still a romantic lead and is still desirable. And, you know, maybe it's, she's going about it in a different way, but it's, it's still something that like, oh yeah, yeah, people, people want to be in that situation sometimes. And regardless of where you are on the spectrum. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think like it just also is just kind of, and you could say, oh yeah, well defy expectations, but yeah. it also is an expectation of the, the the genre it is a high school drama I mean, as I, weird like as it I is. said i liked seeing the weird goth girl be yeah. desirable and fought yeah. over by two guys yeah. like that was kind of fun it's a little wish fulfillment for all the weird goth girls yeah, in there the you world go. you know there you go yeah but yeah no i think um I, like it sounds like we're all kind of in agreement that for better or for worse i don't know that we're really excited about the idea of bringing more of the adams family to season two even though that's a big well rumor. i was looking online and i totally missed this when i was watching it but i guess when she and fester in the secret society's little clubhouse there's a picture of cousin it yeah on the wall, there and is. they yeah. Mentioned, yeah. mentioned cousin it and stuff so that's what the safe is behind right something yeah. like that yeah. yeah and so i'm curious but they don't say cousin it just yeah. um, whatever his it there yeah yeah (laughs) the original gender neutral pronoun no there is (laughs) there yeah yeah no no that 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 does happen um i just don't want them to turn this into an adams family show it's like i feel like characters like enid and bianca and i would say xavier although if they write them out they write them out but like and there's certainly room to introduce like eugene like these characters i just like so much more there's so much more room to explore like like i'm curious what happens with bianca and her mom and that yeah. you know does this the is, mayor's son yeah like, yeah and he's nice gonna grieve yeah they didn't yeah. really deal with his grief but i'm sure he's going through something they yeah. could definitely explore that um and then of course like tyler is still in the picture now i don't yeah. know you know you'll have to creatively figure out a way to keep him in it without forcing it but like i wonder you know um yeah is there more to it so you know yeah i'm curious where they where they where they go do you think like doing a mystery for season two would make sense or would you go a different genre with it i mean i would go a different genre if you could get a good mystery i understand them wanting to lean into that but mm. i think it'd be a little tired yeah be i don't a... know what you think sean well sean didn't like the mystery in this yeah one. yeah well yeah what do you think i mean i like the overall mystery um i don't know there was just a lot of lazy writing yes yeah. um that's the biggest thing i want from season two is less lazy writing i mean it's it's I don't know. I, I don't know that I fully agree with you, Sean. Like, there were some examples where, yeah, that could have been better. They could have tightened this up. But I think um, I wasn't that interested in watching it until everyone watched it and was, like, raving about it online. So um, when that happens, I tend to then bump something up because I don't want to have it spoiled for me. And so so that was why I ended up watching it, like, you know, a few weeks after it came out last year. Um, and... Um, and so, you know, and I liked it better. I was expecting a lot of silliness and kind of, you know, like, 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 yeah, just kind of having the same tone as the movies, which for all I enjoyed, I don't know that I would want like the Barry Sonnenfeld Adams Family movies spread, stretched out to eight hours because like I said, there's not much 
the, the plot was kind of weak to me. The moments were good, but they were good in kind of two hour chunks. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have wanted that. And that's what I was expecting. So when I get in and there was like, oh, there's a mystery and there's, it's actually kind of more adult than I thought it was being. It's pretty violent. You know, there's, 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 you know, <laughs> thing is flipping people off. You know, yeah. there's, there's, you know, it just was a little bit less kid-like than I was expecting um, that I was immediately sort of taken into it. But I do have like one last little mm-hmm. like mini surprise for you, Valerie. Mini surprise. Yeah, nothing big. I just like you know, um, I I I, I realize, hey, there could be an opportunity here. So you remember, um, um, you know, but I'll, I guess just for our fans, like uh, earlier this year, maybe late last year, um, I um, I commissioned a piece of art. Oh. From um, from our friend of the podcast and big time Witcher yeah. fan Maya, um, you know her her screen name on Instagram and Twitter is it Parasuna? Is that how you say oh that? God, Parasuna? you're asking me yeah. a pronunciation question. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know our friend Maya, and yeah. I will post this on our Instagram and tag her so um, so you guys can find her art. But she's the one who did our 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 podcast art. Um, I commissioned a piece from from her. Um, when she had commissions open, but I wouldn't show Valerie because I'm like, <laughs> not until you see the show. It's a spoiler. Well, <laughs> like now you can see the piece of art. So I'm going to bring this over. Okay. Here. Oh, it went away, Tim. Very anticlimactic. Oh. The window <laughs> minimized. No, 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 no. no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I go, see right there. Go back and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cute. So it's a picture of Enid hugging Wednesday from behind, and Enid's like, yay! And Wednesday's like, oh, I guess. <laughs> that's really adorable. Yeah, and um, just to show you how it looks, like this isn't a great photo, but just to show you, sorry. Um, you can't really hear. I'm over on on Christine or Christina. Oh, there's a slip. <laughs> well, better I call <laughs> you her name than her, her your name. Um, no, I'm over by Valerie's side of the uh, things, but just so you can see, like I have it framed on my wall. Oh, this is so not cute. a not the best photo, obviously. Yeah. That's my working space, but you can kind of see how I have it there. That's so. adorable. I really like it. She's so talented. So yeah, like it was. Um, you know, it yeah. was a, a piece I commissioned. Um, she opened up her commission shortly after I saw this show. And um, and I was definitely um, a fan of the two of them, you know, Enid and, and Wednesday. Like, that's kind of the heart of the show for me. So I, I had basically told Maya, like... Um, I want a picture of them being cute together, and that's what she that's she really gave me. Cute. And so, since I realize, guys, you can't, you don't know what we're talking about. Like, I will absolutely post this on our Instagram. No one's seen it other than Maya, myself, and the people who've come to my um, apartment. So, um, so yeah, this will be my first time actually like posting an image of this. So, anyway. it's really really cute. Yeah. So I clearly like the show. Yeah. Um, like I get a sense Sean didn't love it, but I do want to hear you guys on the record. What are your thoughts? Sean, final thoughts on go? this show? Yeah. Like I said, some lazy writing in there. Uh, some missed opportunities. Jenna Ortega is great. Uh, Enid is great. I, I thought the other performances were like mm-hmm. really solid across the board. Uh, I thought the tone was was really served it, and I thought the music was great too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when uh, it started off with uh, Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. I, you know, he's I, I love pretty much every one of his themes that he's done. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like that, you know, college humor video about uh, Tim Burton's like, you know, secret sauce or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, it's a, 
And it's like, oh yeah, that's that's every day Danny Elfman score. Um, so I was happy that uh, we got a good theme out of him, but then somebody else wound up doing the music for the show. Um, and uh, yeah, Vester was fun. Um, a lot of good stuff in there. Like I said, uh, I just you know the, the the plot blocking that stretched it out to eight episodes, and then just uh, I feel like it's equal parts writing that could be improved and like also i feel like it wasn't for me i think this was like a show that was more targeted toward like you know tween girls with image issues Mm. and that's not at all to say that that in and of itself is something that would make me not like it i just think that that's why so many elements of the show feel like the creators just kind of shrugged and said eh good enough Mm. so um I don't know. I, I, I tried to meet it halfway, but there was, you know, it, it didn't quite land for me. Hmm. Yeah. As a former tween girl with image issues, I did enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, no, I liked it. I do agree with Sean. Like there were a few moments in it where I'm like, eh, okay. And some of the mysteries I felt were a little on, you know, a little obvious. And I don't know if that's just because I'm, I'm good at figuring that stuff out or if it was just the writing you know like you have two possible people it could be in multiple scenarios so how how difficult is it to really figure out but i love the set design i love the music the costumes were fantastic just a lot of the background work that went into it um the acting all the kids were so good even the ones that didn't have much to do like bianca i thought did a lot with not much yeah and uh yeah i overall really enjoyed it and there were a lot of fun little moments that i thought paid off nicely like the hug or Wednesday actually learning and growing in the final episode was yeah. good so yeah those were all the things I responded yeah. to as well I'm also for whatever reason I don't know that I can explain it I'm just a sucker for yeah. like um shows set in like strange mm-hmm. unique cool like fantastical yeah. boarding schools you know maybe it comes from like harry potter and it's extent but it, it yeah. hasn't stopped there like there's been a number of of shows over the years and movies and book series that i've read that are kind of take that conceit and just sort of run with yeah. it and like i almost always enjoy them um this one though had the extra benefit of like yeah really sort of showing growth from some of these characters and um like finding uh, finding what you know like the their heart into in a way that I came to kind of care about them and even little things that I wouldn't have thought I'd enjoy as much like thing you know who mm-hmm. as great as he was in the in the films I never really felt for him yeah. but here it was like you yeah. know like he both made me laugh like you know both mm-hmm. like l- him and the little hat on but also when he was angry at yeah. at Wednesday and, and his relationship with Enid and then also times he really moved me when yeah. I was genuinely w- like worried yeah. when they stabbed him I'm like maybe they could kill off thing yeah. I don't know that they wouldn't do that <laughs> um you know and then like I say even him comforting Enid so there was just like so much of stuff I didn't expect to really come to care about yeah. that I did. And um, and then at the same time, it kind of tickles the dark side of my right. heart yeah. with her just sort of morbid humor yeah. and her her willingness to like to blow up the fucking, you know, <laughs> pilgrim statue and like rain on their parade and just like, you know, her no bullshit yeah. um, outlook. Like, yeah, I love. 
you know, I loved it. I wasn't, wouldn't say I was a goth in high school, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely wanted to be. Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, that side of my personality, um, I think really, this really appeals to, and, um, and I'm a, I'm, I'm absolutely a big fan. I would, um, I can't wait for season two. I just wish, you know, I, I, yeah. I wish it was further along, yeah. which, you know, common theme with Netflix shows are <laughs> uh, so many of those now. And the last thing I would leave you with Valerie mm -hmm. is it's like, we've talked about, you know, recently off mic, we talked about this, this, um, squid game, like, oh. um, like immersive thing yeah. that's coming to LA. You got Wednesday sitting right there, yeah. right fucking yeah, there. Yeah, I would so much <laughs> rather do like the Bridgerton thing that they did. Yeah. Have like a raven, but yeah. like with creepy goth kids. Yeah. Like that would be so fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just sitting right there. Yeah. I would 100% sign up for, yeah. for and that. And blood rain. Blood yeah. rain, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. But with that, should we toast off um, yeah. our, our final so episode? Yeah, so I'm going to toast okay. to new things because mm. I had previously not seen Wednesday until you said, let's do whiskey with Wednesday for Halloween. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and I saw something new and I enjoyed it. I'm, and, you know, that was, I could have just as easily toasted to that when we did our Bridgerton episode. <laughs> so um, these are kind of fun. I mean, I don't yeah. know that we're going to do them all the time, but every now and then. I mean, April Fool's 2023, yeah. there might be something, or 2024? God, the passage of time, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Passage of time, the passage of whiskey, yeah. I guess. Uh, whiskey <laughs> bottles between the two of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I... I uh, we'll see. And there might be other opportunities, other, you know, these little eight episode seasons are, are, are doable every now and then. Yeah. So, um, so maybe, you know, in this long gap between mm -hmm. <laughs> Witcher seasons, we might throw in another hey, one. Hey, Witcher team Witcher started writing. So yeah, uh, yeah. Their writer's room's open at least. Well, I'm hoping team Wednesday is writing. As I know, well. right? <laughs> so all the W shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. This is dropping a little before Halloween. Like, I, like you know, just because of the way the calendar works, you're getting this like, I think, six days before mm -hmm. Halloween. But we won't talk to you again until afterwards. So hopefully it was a nice, spooky, dark, you know, fun um, holiday, whatever you like doing. Full of candy. Full of candy, you know, full of um, scares and tricks and treats and whatever you like. Um, but for us, you know, we've finished off the whiskey and I think, I think we're done. Um, we didn't finish off the whiskey. We finished off our glasses. <laughs> we actually have quite a bit of this whiskey yeah. left. <laughs> but Valerie, you want to see us off? They're creepy and they're kooky. Mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky. The Adams family. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Whiskey with Witcher is a Malcontent Media production by Tim Beadle and Valerie Petrarca. Our producer is Sean Farina. For updates, pics, and behind-the-scenes shenanigans, follow us on Twitter at WhiskeyWitcher and on Instagram at WhiskeyWithWitcher. Want to ask us a question, share your Yenskier fanfic, or recommend a good whiskey? Email us at WhiskeyWithWitcher at Malcontent.media or join the Whiskey with Witcher Discord. You can find the link at the top of our Twitter and Instagram accounts. Who knows? We might even share your comments on the podcast. Finally, if you like what you've heard, please toss us a proverbial coin by rating and reviewing this show on Apple Podcasts and subscribing wherever podcasts are downloaded. Cheers. You may have dialed up this episode.
So let me say that again. What, do, <laughs> how, what would we say? Like I was going to say, you may have, you may have turned on your radio, but that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Like you may have hit play. Oh, Set the yeah. dial to. Yeah. yeah, I'll say hit play. Set your dial to okay. spooky. <laughs> What was that? Sneeze. That was that was my wife sneezing. That was a sneeze. Loudly, (laughs) terrifying. That was like a little scary. I'm like, is someone going to attack us? All I think in. that was episode three. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, are we? Whoa, yeah. Friend or whoa? Oops, yeah. never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> um, they all have whoa in them. I can't keep track. <laughs> it's, it's the whoa one, Valerie. The whoa, yeah, one. The whoa one. Yeah. Yes, this is the not one. That, not the, not the not whoa, that whoa one. one. The, the whoa, whoa one. one. Not whoa one a night. Friend or whoa. Okay, yes. Um, yes, this is where we get the flashback where basically all of the non-white people are burned alive yeah. in a barn. Good times. <laughs> America. <laughs> um, yeah, all the all the outcasts. And whoa you, America? And the one Whoa, person. America. <laughs> oh. That's well, it for me. Well played, Sean. Self high five. I'm done. Sean, Bye. drink drink the rest of your non-alcoholic whiskey. <laughs> <Test yourself. laughs> Over that one. <laughs> um. They're creepy and they're kooky. Mysterious and ooky. They're all together spooky. The Adams family. <laughs> you did mess it up there. Did I? Is yeah. It- what is it? Oh, you said you, you said Uki is a last name. Is it? Yeah. Hang on. I'm just gonna look it up because I don't believe you. Is it they're all a little Uki? Hang on. Creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. Mysterious. They're all together Uki. See, now we're all second guessing it.